This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Tim and Tausch. It's Fan Overnights. Welcome in Milwaukee here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Tim Allen, Baby Tausch, Bill Schmid, Executive Producer, Ryan Horvat. And in the production department, Griffin Eidelman and a special guest in studio coming up a little bit later on as well as uh, we're talking some local sports. And we'll get to know uh, Baby Taos here a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited. Also a little bit nervous. With um, uh, Ryan Fuchs, who is uh, currently uh, in the strength and conditioning department at University of Tennessee. Ryan, what's going on, dude? Oh, I just woke up. <laughs> just woke up. We're just getting going, man. Yeah, this, now you're entering. You're entering the lion's den, Fuchs. As as we're rolling on like six or eight cups of coffee, so we're we're gonna have absolutely no time for you to be sleeping because, as I imagine, you use the line if you're uh, not first, you're last. Being in strength That's and conditioning. Right. Yeah. That's right. All, All the right. time. All right. So uh, when did it come to your attention that you you just want to? Punch him in the ear when he does that laugh. When when Billy does this uh, high pitched cackle uh, that he's got. When you first met this dude, did that not bug you? It was uh, the most contagious laugh that I've ever heard. Oh, he's and being way too. Made, <laughs> no, no, it made everybody laugh, man. It was. Uh, I don't know. You can, you can never get annoyed with it. Yeah, to laugh at him—that's for sure. <laughs> And so you went to college with him? Yes, sir. Did you study with him? I never studied with him. Okay. Now, now Fuchs actually did some studying. That, I think that was more of the issue. Well, that's why he's at University of Tennessee. Right, and, and has a master's degree underneath his belt while I was, you know, finishing up the bachelor's degree as, as admirably as I could. So now uh, this guy, don't let the credentials fool you, Timmy. Um, this guy, and what was it? It was the first couple of months that he was in college. This is the dude that was walking outside of his dorm room uh, and and maybe, you know, up chucking a little bit. So this guy could party as well, even though he's he's now a grown-up and coaching young athletes to to Division One status. Is that true? Hey, I'm not going to say if it's true or if it's false. It is what it is. <laughs> it's called college life. That's what it is. That's right. Where are you from? It might happen, it might not. I'm from Illinois, about an hour west of uh, Chicago. Cub fan, Bear fan? I'm a Cub fan, but I'm a Packer fan. And a Packer fan, and you're from Chicago. That's correct. Wow, look at that. Good and, man. And the worst story I think that he has for me of me happened the last time that we were at a Packer game together. As uh, it was, it was cold, Tim. The keg stands. Yeah, the keg stands. That one. That one. Yeah, I heard about that. Fuchs one. was one of the, one of the people trying to make sure that I was able to keep the keg stand going as long as possible. 
Yep. And under no circumstances was I letting you down. <laughs> that's 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 good. Well, he's he'd be easy to let down. I mean, he would be. He could, probably couldn't hold him up too much longer. Um, so, all right. So, where where do you uh, where do you go from here now? Is that where where you want to be? I, I heard you're engaged, and so this here's the deal. You sure about that? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll be together. Uh, shoot, eight years in like. Ten days, I think. Right. August first. Okay. What's the what's the, give me on your way out here? Give me, give me the best thing you can say about Baby Taos Bill Schmidt. The best thing I could say. Yep. Man, he he always wants the best for his friends, and uh, no matter who you are, you know he he he'll always support you, no matter where you're at and what you're doing, and uh, he's he's a real good friend. Aw, isn't that nice? Where's our lullaby nice. music? Does, does <laughs> Does Kicker, does Griff know him? Yeah, Griff knows who he is. Did you did you play football with him? I played football with him, and he was my coach at a point. Okay. Yeah. All right. He also came back and was able to coach for the alma mater and now is going on to bigger and better things. That's why he's got to wake up at out there. It's, what, 3.30? Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you find it uh, um, believable that Griff kicked a 60-yard field goal. That's 6-0. Wow. Was that the summer? Yes, sir. He's claiming it was last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. He put on quite a bit of uh, mass this offseason. He worked his ass off. Yeah, I don't believe Boom. it. Boom. So, I, I, I don't buy it. <laughs> so, Fuchs has come out here for the last 10 minutes and lied to Tim Allen. <laughs> Pretty much about everything. All right, you need to be on the podcast, and I think I'll get an entirely different story. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? All right, we got to go. Man. All right, take it easy, Fuchs. Later, dude. I'll talk to you. See you, Coach. See you guys. Yeah, you got to be careful uh, saying his last name, too. Well, that was the, the best part. And like you said, if we get into the podcast, I think we can have a lot more candid conversation. When he would introduce himself to me, the first time I met this guy, I was on my recruiting visit and comes up to me walking down the uh, basement of a nighttime party and goes, you recruited? The name's Fuchs. Oh, awesome. Okay, man. But you can call me Fuchs instead. Does he know, like, the inside brotherhood scoop? Yes. Of you? Yes. Oh. Because it really appeared he was trying to hide things. Well, I mean, he was being as, as he's trying to be a professional. You know? He, oh, oh, he yeah, doesn't know if, if they think he's interviewing a, a coach from Tennessee, that that thing's going to get brought up in eight years, you know, when he's on the sidelines for an SEC championship game. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with Ryan Horvath's cousin from Creston, Iowa, um, and we'll see if that goes any more smooth than the Fuchs interview here. Yeah, I was wondering, does Fuchs have any inside information all the way back to 1996? I'd like to get some uh, inside info about Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah, yeah, and that trainer. Uh, yeah. He did get to meet him. He came through last week or two weeks ago. He said, "Really?" Strolled through the whole facility. So how did, how did that held out? How did that story not come out way prior to? When it did, the Peyton Manning well, I mean, issue. There's a lot of stories that like that that didn't come out for for years. The Manning family is like the Lannisters in Game of Thrones. They control everything, so they control what information they want yep. the press to get a hold of and what they want kept secret. 
Speaking like, of uh, Peyton Manning, uh, after, we'll take a really super quick break. We're going to come back here, and uh, a lot of you had Peyton Manning on your fantasy football team not that long ago. It's fantasy football time. It's coming around here. And uh, issues always pop up, and we'll do our best to solve some of the issues. If you want to join the conversation, this fantasy football leagues, commissioners, rules, money, players, draft, online, live draft, We've seen it all, and we're going to hash through this thing because an issue just popped up today, just this morning. Not a good morning for someone to start taking pot shots at me about my fantasy football philosophy, and it happened to be a commissioner of one of my leagues. (laughs) and going right at me. That's not good. Tim's not the uh, owner that you want to mess with if you're the commissioner. You might be the Jerry Jones of that league. If we're playing for money, then it's game on. If we're not playing for money, fine. I'll be a snowflake I'll sit and back a model and have a lot citizen. Of fun. Yes, gee, this will be fun. We'll talk more after the break on the fan. It's Tim and Tausch, fan overnights here in Milwaukee. It's not pre recorded, it's live here. On the fan, and uh, we're just we're on till six a.m. So stick around. Got a lot to get to today. Uh, at five o'clock, uh, we will have um, pick a lane. Pick a lane. Yeah, the we'll uh, we'll have the uh, topics discussed on Tim and Tao's fan overnights. Uh, so stick around for that. All right, uh, fantasy football time almost here. I know you can't wait. You guys yeah. got fantasy football weekly coming back. The second, yeah, September second. So about a month, and and I and know there's a lot of maneuvering uh, into what leagues you're going to get into. You're starting to get the invites. I know I contacted you mm-hmm. and Ryan uh, this morning to get in. Uh, oh, Horvat's in now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in. I'm in the league. I'm I'm jacked, man. Sixty bucks. <laughs> Sixty dollars. Oh, it was fifty last year. Yeah, I okay, don't know cool. why. He, I guess uh, the commissioner needed some extra money or something. Oh yeah, to pay for his extra team. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then he <laughs> trades between the two teams. Right. You know, that's that's the other thing. Um, you're playing for money, so why is it that uh, you can't play for money? I mean, play for money, not. For fun, and why do you make a big deal out of someone making a trade, or why do you make a big deal that someone didn't uh, insert a lineup uh, or went against the rules, or uh, we could name a myriad of things here. I got into it with a commissioner this morning. We have a rules meeting coming up in two weeks. It's a 16-team league, 110 bucks, five keepers, franchise league. Mm-hmm. No salary cap. There's no uh, uh, contract in which you know you can only have a player for five years. Then you're forced to let them go. None of that. Good. It's just you keep five players, sixteen teams, eighty players off the board. So that being said, we always you have to submit a rule change uh, that you want to propose to a league vote for the rules meeting more than twenty four hours prior to the rules meeting. Okay, well, I'm two weeks out, and I said, hey, by the way, we were just shooting the bull on the phone this morning, and I said, hey, man, I'm going to propose this rule change, and et cetera, and he goes, "Ah, that's just stupid. I'm not dealing with this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, okay, what do you mean? 
And he's like, I'm not dealing with it. It's just this little stuff. I, I just, why can't you players just settle down and let the, let the league go? You players? Yeah. So is he not in the league? He's in the league. Oh, so, so he's also a player. He's the commissioner, but he's in the league free. That's our rule is that if you're going to commission the league, you get it free because it requires a lot of work. It does. It does. And, and I said, Hey, no one's, you know, no one's making you deal with this. This is your choice. You want to be commissioner, then be commissioner. If not, then you don't have to, no one's holding a gun to your head. And, uh, he said, no, it's stupid. And I said, I think that's rather judgmental. And he goes, well, you take this way too seriously. That's where we get to here. That's where the rub is on this thing. You take it too seriously. If I'm playing for a grand total of almost $1,000 to win the Super Bowl, I'm going to take it seriously. Is that, that, is that wrong? Well, that's a business venture at that point. That's an investment. Sort of. And especially... Now, I I have a, a issue with this whole idea that the commissioner plays for free. That's just not going to fly for me. But when when we're playing for scratch, and, and this is on the table, if I'm proposing a rule change, how is that not taken as seriously as anybody else? Because he knows all. He said, that nah, that's just stupid. And I'm, I'm like, well, that's rather judgmental to think that my rule change proposal if it's that stupid then the league will vote on it and rule it right. as such and not vote it in okay so you guys started this league when um 20 20 years ago this this particular league was long? started by sparky okay oh and then he got too cool for it well then then he ran into some issues right. with some players that were uber competitive and then he got tired of it Okay. Okay. So he was the commissioner, and now this guy is the new commissioner. It's uh, yeah. Or has it like changed hands third, in between them? Third or fourth. And I said, "How about this rule change then? If if you're going to be crappy about it, how about this rule change that every three years we change commissioners? Right. And then you don't have to deal with it. We'll just get someone else to deal with it. And the, the thing about it is, <clears throat> and. It, I didn't want to say this to him, but it's the reality of it. So you're going to say it to him on fan overnights. I, I like it. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe if he <laughs> listens, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get into a shouting match with you over this because that's what we do here. That's what I do for a living. We debate things. We have a conversation and we have point counterpoint perspective and opinion. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. He was actually yelling raising yo this is stupid you guys are just he like, just escalated right away yes. to, to raising like, the volume i'm like are you done i go shouldn't you respect someone else's opinion that has knowledge of the situation that has knowledge of the league that has knowledge of his plan to make money shouldn't you respect that his response was i don't have to respect nobody <laughs> I like this guy. The Roger Goodell of fantasy football right here. This is Cousin Johnny. And, and boy, we'll get to know him on the Tim and Tosh podcast. I'm, I know a little bit of Cousin Johnny. Oh, yeah. Oh, his pedestal Johnny. There's there's no doubt. We're all opinionated. I get that, man. I, it's I, all I, making a little bit more sense now. The, the mark for me is when you're in a debate, whether it's over fantasy football or sports, when you can hear a person that you're having a conversation with say, you know, 
I really didn't look at it that way. Or, you know what? You're right. I got you. You're right. You're right. You're right. I didn't look at it. That, to me, it means that you're genuinely having a conversation, cerebrally, intelligently having a conversation. It's just ridiculous that, you know, someone's got to say, well, I don't need to respect anybody and your rule is stupid. Oh, okay. Well, I want to win a thousand bucks. I'm trying to make some money here. (laughs) I am. I don't know what the issue is here. I'm trying to make some scratch. And, and so just to, just to sum up on, on this particular issue, um, I said that I think you underestimate the type of guys you have in this league. And I've known all these guys forever. Mm -hmm. They all sit there and scour at work, the websites. They all sit there and look at the schedule. Who are they going to play the next week? Who am I starting? Where are the bye weeks? Waiver acquisitions? Should I propose a trade? They're all into it like me. They're they're all into it like me. And and he goes, there'll be a rule change if I want it to be a rule change. I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, you don't think I have my crew in this league? (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. You have your crew in this league. I'll propose it, and maybe it'll be voted down have my crew in this league and i just ended it that way maybe it'll be voted down we'll follow the rules and and that's that and and if we need to change the rules we put a check and balance system in and i think a lot of other folks that play fantasy football have had these issues that Mm -hmm. exact issue if not more you guys are going to get into a league that a dude has um the average point total in standard scoring for a defense is what? What would you say a defense averages? About four. Four to 10, 11, 12, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere, Somewhere in, in there. that range, right? He had defenses one year saying, uh, uh, scoring 44 points in a week. Defenses? Defenses. He had some flaw in the it, it, when he was going in there and typing the stuff in. 44. So you're getting points for solo tackles? Everything. I mean, it was amazing. Sacks. It was the scores were like two hundred and twelve to two hundred, and and a fourth of your points were scored on defense because he screwed up, right? And no one caught it. Yeah, and it just went on, and it just went from there. So be prepared. You guys need to scour, look over the uh, scoring. And we were, I've been discussing, and like I said, the, the league that we were we were talking about, we had a, a rules meeting or. And it was going to be a branch of commissioners that were going to govern over the league or whatever. It was me and three other dudes. And the one guy who at first had initiated the idea of designing a new 12-team league that we would all have had this plan that there had to be a Pro Bowl week and that week 17 would have money on the line. Oh, it's it stupid because if you're 12 and... Well, see, now hold on. You just so, immediately knee-jerk react to that stupid. Well, that yeah, was, because week 17, if you're well, on a winning team, guys are resting. And that was my that was my initial thought, too. Right, was, Todd Curley's not going to be running the ball if 20 I, times. If I had a chance at the Super Bowl, if I was going to win the league, why do I want to give up an opportunity to win more money if, if all my guys are getting ready for the playoffs? If there would be any reason to do something, you wanted to add some extra scratch and make the rest of the season more fun... Then add something to the NFL playoffs, not week 17. You know when that started? You know when that rule popped up in fantasy football? With the, the whole thing about resting players? The Colts. Not, it, no. Prior to that, it was the Buffalo Bills. It was Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and the boys. 
Those guys Andre, would sit down. Andre Reed every year. They, I mean, they went to four straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So they, they were just in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of fantasy football rules at the early stages got changed. So now, and and I sound like a kind of a douche here when I when I say it like this. But when you guys started playing fantasy football, there was no way that you could you know point five PPR and have it one oh seven point four, and you were down to the wire of. Knowing game time exactly what the score was, you didn't through. know. No, you had no live scoring. Yep, somebody would keep score because when I first got into it, I was in grade school, and See, I remember my first pick was Brett Favre, and I won the league, and I won like a plaque. That was before we didn't even play for money. It was somebody's parents put it together. We went to my buddy's house. There was like twelve nice. of us, and we did the league. And his dad was the commissioner and kept score. And actually, kept score fair. I mean, you could kind of track your points, but you didn't. Yeah, there was no half a point. You know, PPR it was leagues, like, things like you that. You scored ten a point and, for ten yards or something like well, that. Well, the crazy thing was though, we we drafted individually defensive players too. So the draft took like eight and a half hours long. Now, if we did that with my buddies and you're sitting around drinking, that'd be a twenty four hour yeah. marathon draft. Yeah, that's full day. But I mean, you were getting points for like tackles, sacks, and nobody else played like that. It was team defense, mm-hmm. and then you know you draft your individual offensive players. But that's the way we did it, and you kind of had to keep score, but. It was like a touchdown, six points, you know, a passing touchdown, six, rushing six, you know, over 100 yards, like four or something like that. So you had an idea. But, yeah, you couldn't get on Yahoo Sports or ESPN and check it. So it was kind of a pain. We actually, uh, at that time, back in those days, uh, late 80s, uh, the Bible, the end-all, be-all, was the Milwaukee Sentinel newspaper. Not the Journal Sentinel. There was the Journal and the Sentinel. One was the morning, one was the afternoon. Oh, wow. Um, That would have confused me. And it went by the morning paper. That's what the commissioner grabbed and went into the box scores on on Tuesday morning or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, tallied up after uh, Sunday's slate, tallied up whatever was in that Kenosha uh, or uh, Milwaukee Sentinel was the Bible. If there was a typo, it defaulted to the Kenosha news. Wow. (laughs) That was it. And it was a a, a typed-out newsletter mm-hmm. and standings. Crazy. It's crazy how it's evolved now. And now you are watching these dra- live draft lobbies that you can jump on at any time of the day. Oh, we could do one right now. We could draft a team with somebody in Idaho, somebody in Brazil, yep. and four other dudes in Canada. Right. At any time of the day. And it gets crazier every year. Like ESPN attempts to murder their whole staff. I mean, last year they laid everybody off. And then like the remaining 20 people that they came on that were still on the payroll had to do that 24-hour fantasy football show. And guys are just like, you know, down in Red Bulls. They look like hell, like they're about to die. Imagine sitting, like waking up at 7 a.m. and watching 24 straight hours of fantasy football coverage. Wow. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, like cons- after a while, what could you say? Yeah, that's true. It will continue our conversation. Uh, Tim and Taos, we're open all night. We're up all night on the fan here. We're on till 6 a.m. if you want to join the conversation. And get on to Twitter, ask Tim and hashtag ask Tim and Tausch. We're going to be doing that after the top of the hour. Anything at all. Just ask a question. We'll answer. We'll be back on the fan.
Welcome back. Tim and Tao's Fan Overnights. Just keeping you company, Milwaukee. Whether you happen to be uh, going to work at the factory, got your earbuds in right now. Maybe you're uh, running a jackhammer over there on 94 and hanging out on the zoo interchange. Do a law, little construction. Law enforcement officers, firefighters. Uh, Who we cab- found out can listen to the radio. That was confirmed yeah. tonight on Fan Overnights. Cab drivers, uh, Uber drivers. <laughs> uh, you, you got it. Um, thanks for listening. We do appreciate that. And uh, we'll, we're here until 6 o'clock. Bart Winkler from Chuck and Winkler in the morning. He is going to join us in about an hour from right now. Anthony Mandela has meandered his way into the studio. So we do have uh, some of the uh, staff members that do enjoy our company, Billy. Mm-hmm. We have a few. Yeah, we, we've got a few. Uh, We're all here. Yeah, 799-1250 if you want to uh, jump in here and join this conversation. But you know, fantasy football has evolved over the years. Uh, again, we're going to be starting the Fantasy Football Weekly program on September 2nd, and that'll be uh, uh, getting you ready for week one there. But some people do take it serious. And that see, that's that's where really that's where the some debate people, is. That's where some people will draw the line. Some people like to do it just for fun and a reason to 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 watch the games and follow through with the team and you know have some bragging rights on the line but some people also take it serious especially when it's an, it's an investment okay if if it's for fun and i should downplay my uh, cool cool my jets here then let's not do it for money anytime there's money involved doesn't that mean then that we're doing this for the eye on the prize or am I? Am, am, maybe it is me. Maybe I'm a little too loony on this. Well, stuff. and it's funny too because also we're we're excluding the part of the conversation where when we're talking about playing for money, this is something that's now just becoming legal in the states of being able to have legalized sports gambling and sports betting. So the the fantasy football as we know it right now, I think, is also going to go over a little bit more of an overhaul as you know, sports gambling becomes more widespread throughout the country and the NBA on the forefront of it today. I know. Did you see that MGM MGM resort is going to be the official gaming sponsor of the NBA and WNBA cut a deal and fantasy football has continued to be one of those things that gets run underneath uh, the table, kind of like the NCAA brackets that still people want to say, Oh, well there's a couple of dollars, but it's just for fun. Well, no, I'd see, I don't see it. Just the couple of dollars that's only for fun, a couple of dollars turns into a lot more when I win the Super Bowl, doesn't it? Yep. See, that's my motivation. I don't need bragging rights. I don't need that. I wouldn't play in a league for for bragging rights. I I don't play for anything. (laughs) Well, a guy I know doesn't play for anything less than 250 a league, except for this new one that I'm going to join now. But me Uh and my buddies, we do one, and it's 350. And I've seen friendships break up over fantasy football, though. What? Why, though? What? It's just it's, it's a crazy story. The rules. If the rules are in place on your site and mm-hmm. they're put together and intact the right way, why would there be any debate? I know things come up, but fantasy football is being played now. Let's let's be honest. Everywhere, a- everywhere for for decades now. Yeah, I think we've worked the bugs out, haven't we? Mm-hmm. For the most part. There are little nuances because there's different scoring systems for certain leagues. There's TD-only leagues. There's yardage leagues, et cetera, et cetera. 
trade. We're all running into the trade. Who's going to tank at the end and sell off his team for a $25 gift card or, you know, whatever it is that I get that's, that's going to pop up because there's, there's knuckleheads out there. But for the most part, we've worked through just about everything, put the rules intact. Shouldn't it be then on autopilot? I told my commissioner this morning, one of them, I said, dude, why don't you just go on leaguesafe.com? Right. You, you pay through PayPal, you draft online, you never have to even see these people, ever. It's just set in stone, and, and you don't have to worry about it. You you have it dialed in, and, and that's where the change is coming. There's going to be more and more leaguesafe.coms, and, and that is going to be the way that this goes because if we're going to play for money and it's it's going to be lined up, I don't want to give you my $60. Well, that's why Daily Fantasy is blowing up, though. And then have an issue of, well, Stevie didn't pay this month or this year. Or Ronnie so, didn't pay the one year. So it's only going to be a certain – so we're going to have to cut down on the winnings, and, and we're only going to give you – well, that's what you're seeing now more than more than ever with daily fantasy is all the money that's involved in it. I mean, you could you could and you could pick your team each week, so you're not stuck with Tom Brady. If Tom Brady goes down week three, then you're shopping around for Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler and Sam Teddy Bradford. Bridgewater you know what I'm saying? And- you could you. That's what the, the beautiful thing about daily fantasy. There's so much money in it, and it's just blowing up. It drove me nuts when I was in Iowa for uh, three years. And daily fantasy Sorry. started blowing up. All my buddies were on that, and you know, like you know what? Screw the league, man! All the money's right here. So I signed up an account, and it was illegal there, like one of like three states, and I couldn't play. And now you look, man, in every commercial, it's like this guy. I won nine hundred and fifty dollars. I won four G's on daily fantasy, and I'm like, right. and I'm like, damn, man, because I can only make two fifty, you know, five hundred bucks on this league, and I'm stuck with a crap team. I'm four and six, and I'm screwed. Yep. So yep. that's where I think the big change is going to come from is daily fantasy, especially now, has. is going to blow up. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, it has. I, I think it to a large degree it has. I, it's supplemented because if you do have a crappy team, I think it's supplemented. Join you know, FanDuel or DraftKings. And, right. and there are others out there. But you join that and say, hey, man, I'm going to invest you know, seven, eight bucks this week and see if I can grab see if know, I can 40 get a or 50. Back. Right. Yeah, just a little taster back. But then you're – Right on the money. It comes down to if you're playing for uh, this, this is the part help me to understand it. If you're playing for money, then shouldn't you play for money? <laughs> Not for the fun part. Don't, don't tell me I overreact. Then don't charge money. Who likes well, to give away their money? Especially when it's triple digits. I mean, then again, maybe I'm, I'm just still talking about it from, from a young perspective of, Fifty dollars is, is is a little bit more than exposable income, but when when you're playing for triple digits, man, this is this isn't just throwing five bucks in a hat and and right throwing a team together. That's an investment. That fifty bucks, I'll man. We were great. You tell him. You you well, tell him then because uh, coming from the guy, hey man, I'm telling you, I don't think there's reasoning with cousin hey, Johnny. But here's there the might thing. not be. You know what's you know another thing that pisses me off about you know, the whole league and not the daily fantasy is then you get the guys that are, you know, three and seven and they're out of it. So they don't start, they stop setting lineups all together. So you got, you know, Nick Foles starting at quarterback when he's on a bye, or you got, you know, Sam Bradford starting and he's out with his fifth concussion Affecting of the your season. playoff appearance. Yeah. So you got the guy right. in front of you by, you know, two percentage points beating up on this guy and you're in a battle for your fantasy life getting creamed up. See, I actually you know, lost a playoff game. I tied. In the semifinals to go to the championship game at 138-138. And this guy moved on to the championship game, and my season was over because he had more 
points throughout the season, like points for or points against. Well, you put rules in place for the tank. That's a crappy rule right there, man. What I like, I just joined the league for this year. Highest scoring team of the week gets 10 bucks. So even if you're completely out of it, you still have an incentive to set your lineups and still try to win. Even if you're out of playoff. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Right. Yeah. All, it's not all a lot. sorts you're of, gonna get some of your money back yeah yeah it's it it's all sorts and and then you get into the discussion about we shouldn't have to do that because people should have more integrity nobody well, has integrity when it comes money to money, money. Well, yeah, no doubt no doubt you're dealing with the human nature of money <laughs> human beings and money I don't people care. do crazy things for money I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if this is a breaking story here right I watched no. the world Wolf and of I don't Street. care I don't care if I'm gonna win five dollars twenty five dollars fifty dollars I want to win period I don't care if I win nothing I just want to win well the nothing part of it and yeah I won't even be in that league but, you, you, know. you already won that league if it's for nothing <laughs> Anthony you win the title this year I'm just saying regardless <laughs> regardless of what I could win I want to win indeed. Seven nine nine twelve fifty, Tim and Tausch up all night. Ryan Horvath's here. Anthony Mandela, Griffin Idleman. I think he's sleeping. Yeah, he's asleep. He's dead. We're going till <laughs> six here on the fan. Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, Tim Allen, Ryan Horvath, Anthony Mandela hanging out as well as we're going all night with you. Tim and Tausch in the morning, bridging the gap. I would tell Chuck and Winkler, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. You want to get in touch with us as well. And on Twitter, the bottom of the hour, 3.30. We're going to grab Ask Chuck and Winkler Anything. And it's going to be asked Tim and Tausch anything. You can tweet your questions using the hashtag at AskTimAndTausch. Plenty of questions. Anything's on the table. Tim Allen and I will answer any question that comes through. Ryan Horvath's going to find the best ones for us. Yeah. And right now, though, uh, Tim, as as we continue to to talk some fantasy football, and we'll we'll keep up with some some football talk as well. We started this show way back at 11.30 when the Brewers game ended, and we we knew that this – whole fan overnight experience that we were doing tonight was going to uh, encompass a lot of Brewers talk. And the people on the phone lines want to talk some Brewers. Let's do it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start out here with uh, with John and Franklin, who's got a question about Jimmy Nelson. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? I'm just wondering, is he coming back this year at all? I haven't heard any talk about him at all. A report from uh, our insider, Adam McCalvey, has uh, reported that Nelson is on the mound Working on some breaking balls right mm-hmm. now. Today there was video of him throwing the first breaking stuff uh, of the year, or since he had the injury off a mound. So uh, just on a on a broad timeline, I, I'm just ge- uh, totally a guess. I would say at at least four to five weeks, at least. But think about that in September to have That'd Jimmy be- Nelson spike back in either I- in the bullpen. Or, or as a starter. And, John, as it paces, he could be coming back right around the time that you lost him last year. That would be a good thing. 
Yeah, it was, sure would, man, because he uh, when he was on, he was on, and he was looking good. He was his career path was was pointed the arrow was pointed in the up direction big time. He was just starting to blossom, just starting to. But man, that would be big time. So there's your update on Jimmy Nelson. John, what are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm just delivering papers right now. All right. papers. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. tuning in to us. Yeah. Have a great day. And, and you guys are so much better than Amy Taylor. Let me tell you about that. Okay. <laughs> thanks, man. Yep. Appreciate uh, Amy Taylor. T- t- well, see, that's how close they listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Amy Lawrence. Uh, I interviewed her uh, a couple of years ago. I want to say doing one of the Michaels. Yeah. Gigs. Yeah, it was a nice conversation with Amy. Knows her stuff too. Ever no interview uh, Amy Absolutely. Grant by chance, the singer? Amy uh, Grant? No. Oh. No. Hell of a voice. Hell of a talent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. When? <laughs> Not even going to do it. We got more Brewers talking. John in Oak Creek is dialing us up on Fan Overnights. Hello, John. Hey. Hello, guys. Uh, loving your, uh, really liking your show, your uh, Fan Overnight show. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. Thanks. So, um, yeah, did you have to give Bart Winkler a wake-up call? I hear he's coming in like at four. I hear. Well, that's what he's claiming he's going to do, John. We're not to. Uh, we're not going to uh, count our eggs in the basket before he actually shows. Yeah, not up. quite yet. I mean, there's a guy that rolls in in time to uh, do a radio show. <laughs> I hear you. Well, you guys are doing a great job. You're like the straw that steers the drink there at 105.7 The Fan. So. Well, thanks. Um, what are you up doing tonight? Well, I'm just, uh, I was listening to you guys. I just thought, oh, what the heck, um, I'm just going to listen to you guys. And uh, I tell you what, those Brewers are playing awesome. I mean, they were, uh, I mean, they beat the Dodgers about two in a row now, and uh, they're leading the, the uh, National League in wins. So, I mean, they're they're are looking like a team that can go places here. I mean, yeah, it's I it's exciting. It, it really is exciting. I, I, uh, I just, I'm waiting for the collective, uh, I won't say casual fans, but the collective community, if you will, to really hang on every pitch. And I don't know if we're there. In fact, I know we're not there yet, are we? We should be there, but we're not. Not fully, I don't think. No. Right. Yeah, we're getting there. I mean, I tell you what, uh, this the team that we put together, I mean, this team looks really special this year, and I think they're going to go a long way this year. Awesome. And, uh, every, everything's looking great. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the guy that they picked up uh, yesterday, Jonathan Shoup. Um, I, I mean, I hear he's another power hitter, but uh, I would have rather that we didn't trade Luis Ortiz because he sounds like a fifth major league pitcher. And I would have liked to seen him uh, see what he could have done with the Brewers, you know, long term. But, uh, you know, he looks like a real talent. But, however, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see how this guy is. Yeah, and so far so no good. Uh, GM David Stearns has been uh, making the right moves. And, and we say – Brad Miller was DFA designated for assignment. Was that the right move? Yeah, it still was the right move, no doubt. And it was it was a move that that put you in a better position uh, to make a run at the World Series. John, thanks for the call. And and as you continue to to bridge the gap through in the middle infield where you've been trying to find uh, afford affordable situation when when Orlando Arcia's bat took a dump this year, hitting under two hundred. You haven't been able to get consistent reps over at second base by anybody. And you, you take a swing at, at Jonathan Scope and see if it can work. Uh, let's go to Austin on the northwest side. Austin, fan overnights. Tim and Tosh, what's up? 
Hey, what's up? What's up? Um, it's late. I should be asleep, but I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. I am just want to support you a little bit with this. It's very cool. Um, but this is something I never hear anybody talk about is why the entire season is Arcia batting eight. Uh, I remember Segura batting seventh, eighth in Brewer lineup. Um, look what he's done since we traded him. We really should move the, the dude up in the lineup somewhere to uh, maybe get some pitches to hit or something, just snap him out of this. But console keeps batting eighth. You know, every game, is there a chance we can move him up? Um, order? Well, you follow Brewers, and wh- where would you put him? Well, I guess I left a tweet the other day. I said even, even seven would be better than eight. I know now with these other changes, um, I guess – you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe we should do this early in the year. Or nine. I mean, just move that pitcher spot up to eight and bat Arcia nine. Yeah, let him bat in front of Yelich or whoever yep. came. But right now he's he's in the, he's in a this Segura bat. I mean, my son would be like, why is Segura so far back down in the lineup? And um, you know, that's that's dead. Is this no no uh, nothing's going to happen batting eighth in most lineups unless you're Jim Gatner of 1982? You know he batted ninth for us, but yeah, and hit uh, 297. I think right that right about that exactly. Yeah, you know they almost had that but, full infield hitting 300. It was sweet. I love that lineup one through nine. I I just like you were you were revising it the other day. I can do it in my head myself with my son. I, you know one through nine that lineup was great. Yeah, it but, was. Uh, but Arcia, yeah, he's kind of getting the short end of the stick. He, you know, I cannot believe why they keep putting him at eight spot. You know, oh, as far back as April. You know, I don't. He hasn't gotten run. At, yeah, he hasn't gotten run at the top of the lineup, and and he hasn't gotten that opportunity to get that protection, Tim. But like right. you, like you said, that idea of moving him down to the nine hole, you you eliminate the opportunity for him to hit in the first inning. You still get your best hitters to hit in the first inning, but you do still give him that protection the second time through. Someone's got a bat down there, and but not the guy that's batting one ninety nine. I've hit two seventy last year. You know, give him, give him some, show him something, some support or something. You know, yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. he you know have to take? To, yeah, okay, I and yep, I get I it. And I thanks, I, Austin. Yeah, I get it, Austin. Thanks uh, for joining us. But when they say it, you know, it doesn't matter where you bat in the lineup. Well, it does, or they wouldn't change a lineup ever, right? when you know, Adam McAlvey and I went at it last week. I wasn't going to stand for him. Well, it doesn't really matter where you bat in the lineup. Yes, it does. They it, they dropped the lineup card for a reason. Yes, there's there's reasoning behind it. It does matter where you bat. But prior to that lineup card being written out, you got to take care of your own house. For I mean, sure. you got you got to be in a position to succeed and that part of it, I understand. Be in a position to su- succeed wherever you're batting in the lineup. Then let the manager fill out the lineup card. We all can agree that Orlando Arcia needs to hit better wherever he's hitting, whether it's in the batting cage or in, in a baseball game or at AAA. Uh, he's got to do a little bit better than he's doing now. He yeah. just does. And he needs to look a little bit more comfortable as well in the batting in the batter's box as, as he has not looked good. Uh, all year long, swinging at stuff into the dirt, bailing out on his swing. But you see better pitches consistently. Maybe the mechanics can work out for Orlando Arcia. You want to talk Orlando Arcia? Want to talk Jonathan Scope, Mike Moustakis, the Milwaukee Brewers, maybe even a little bit of Green Bay Packers? You want to ask Tim and Tausch anything? 
Hashtag Ask Tim and Tausch anything on Twitter. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour, about 15 minutes. Fan Overnight with Tim and Tausch. Tim and Tausch in the morning, going all night from 1130, jumping all the way into 6 o'clock. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, we're going to play Ask Tim and Tausch anything. In about 35 minutes from now, we should be joined by the morning show. Well, half of that, Bart yes. Winkler should be joining us. At least that's what he told Fort us Wampler. originally. Um, he was convinced that that's when he was going to be able to make it in. He said that he was going to have to take a break from watching the Brewer game, maybe go to bed a little bit earlier. So if you had to go to bed during the game, it was a late one, 9 o'clock start. Uh, we're going to take you right through what happened in that game. Once Bart gets in here, we'll go through our full game recap that we did about four and a half hours ago and let you know exactly what happened out in L.A. as the Brewers get another win. And 5-1 and one on the road trip now, Tim. That yeah. started out uh, last Thursday. Last year, the road trip out west was, was deemed as going to be the road trip from hell and that it was going to be the idea that would it would sink the Brewers and that was going to be the end of their playoff hopes. Well, they came out of that one unscathed. They came out yep. of there sitting as good as you would have hoped that they could. Five and one so far on an eight-game West Coast road trip. Can this, has this already exceeded what you had thought would be the top of the line that you could get? This was really what I was hoping for right here is the, is the five and mm-hmm. three. And, and I think every team would. I mean, you want to win. You want to go eight and no. I right. mean, that's, that's your goal. But, uh, again, you, you come out of it uh, five and three, and I think you'd be happy with that. Most every other team would be. Again, San Francisco, who's on life support, really, in a, in a manner of speaking, um, and, and the Dodgers, who are just good. They're really good. And, but so are the Brewers, and, and they're stepping up right now. I, it's the East Coast that did them in so far. Yes. That's, that's the Pittsburgh one. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Miami. I mean, last year it was the East Coast that definitely doomed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they the they, two and eight trip just out of the break, just out of the break last year at exactly this time they were getting their butts whooped, and now that's not the case. And and some people were were predicting that on the post game show as well that you know maybe it'll be a little bit different since they choked heading into the break. Maybe they step up out of the All Star break, and it looks like that's what's happening. And with that reverse psychology and how that changed from twenty eighteen to twenty or twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen. You saw David Stearns make a decision in 2017 to to pump the brakes on competing. Pump the brakes on making the moves that were going to not necessarily put you over the top and make you a, a title favorite, but make you a legitimate contender. This year, as you said, you, you, you slump going into the break, you get the time off, and, and you get the regroup. You also had five all stars in the all star game this year, and one of the best and the best record you've had in franchise history prior to that all star break. The Says most wins lot. that you've had. So where the organization is at at the moment, and you can weigh in on this and, and talk brewers with us at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Line's always open for you. Um but you are looking at a different I, I feel a totally different organization from just three years ago when Stearns took this thing over. And not only did you rebuild the major league roster, you rebuilt the minor league farm system, but it seems like you also rebuilt the philosophy of the Brewers. They've been competing for a year and a half now. I mean, when you really think about it, 
everyone said, well, the rebuild took, as you as you mentioned, you know, he took over three years ago, so it's taken three years for the rebuild. No, really, not really. Man, they were 86-win team last year. 86-win team. That's not a slouch team. They were right on, on the doorstep. They played 161 meaningful baseball games. They did, and they were right there. Now you fast forward to this year. The most wins in the National League at this point. The the first team to 30, first team to 40, first, uh, first team to 50. I mean, they're, they have been there. The, this is about where David Stearns wants to live right here. Now, is there going to be a time in the future? And it may have happened this year. It still may happen. There might be a waiver deal. And he's done enough to say the answer is yes, that he does go for it. And he is going for it. He really is. He went for it starting when he took over. Mm-hmm. He went for it in January when he signed Yelich and Kane. He went for it when he signed Wade Miley. He went for it when he uh, uh, attempted to get uh, Boone Logan and get him going. Now, again, these are attempts right. to compete, not to rebuild. Try to go for it when, when you bring in, you, you trade off a guy that was is a prospect in, in some regards, and G-Man Choi, and try to go after a dude that had success multiple years ago in, in Brad Miller and try to see if he could give you major league reps. And I think you've crossed a bridge here, and in, in, in it's, a, it's a minor little footbridge maybe, but you crossed a bridge here. He finally traded a big league player in Jonathan Villa. Mm-hmm. So we're at that point now. Look at the Cardinals. Look what they did. They trade away Tommy Pham yesterday they uh they earlier they moved Stephen Piscotty uh Randall Gritchick uh, Shelby Miller these are players that everyone thought well they're well must be nice to be the car who are these guys a cornerstone kind of guys are they are they you know Matt Holliday's are they Albert Pujols's in St. Louis anymore no but they were the next ones they were the next ones on the list Uh uh-uh not so fast we're going to continue the cycle, the cycle of sustainability. They're the poster child, poster team for sustainability in my book. They're not going to accept not going to the playoffs for three years. You're, you're seeing sweeping changes. They fired their their manager in the middle of the season in the, here. In the middle of the season for the first time in almost 30 years. So when does David Stern start moving some pieces because you're going to have to do that? Now, he's he's not afraid. It's obvious. He's not afraid to move prospects. That doesn't, he's not afraid of that at all, but they're going to be the ones that he wants to move, not the ones that MLB pipeline dictates to keep or move. Big rig joining us now covering the Brewers as close as anybody at Brewer at the Brewer nation. Uh, Big rig. Thanks for joining us this morning, man. What are you doing up? (laughs) What am I doing up, dude? I'm always up. What are you talking about? You you got to sleep. Never Never sleeps. sleeps. No, I, I sleep uh, usually from about 2.30 till about 7.30 is usually my sleeping time. But I've been up for a while, and you guys got background to talking brewers. So I figured I'd give you a quick call and uh, say that the overnight idea, if it was sustainable, it would be great. I think you guys would get burned out pretty quick. But uh, I like that you're doing it, that's for sure. Yeah, it's something different, man. It's fun. And, and it's a nice little – I know uh, out of sports talk radio, I would dig it. I mean, if I were – because we get addicted to this stuff. Think about it. Three, four in the morning. Ain't nobody in town. Mm-mm. Nobody in town. 40th largest city in America or whatever it might be. Nobody in this humongo city of ours is talking brewers, 
Packers, Bucks, or Badgers. That's that's too bad. It really is. So maybe we'll do this on a semi-regular basis. Maybe we'll do it all the time. Uh, who knows? We're do as many as who much knows? as they'll let us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys probably figured you're going to be up really late with the West Coast game anyway, and of course they do it in almost two hours tonight. Yeah, yeah, one no, of the quickest no, games of the year, right? <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, lined right up for us. Yeah, perfect. No, but uh, I just wanted to, to make a quick comment on the Brewers, and, and we can chat if you guys want to to fill some time. But uh, my main comment was kind of what you guys were saying that uh, it, it's nice to see Stearns is willing to continue to make changes at the big league level and trade away pieces that, hey, man, look at what Jonathan Villar did in 2016. And that was one of Stearns' early acquisitions. He knew him from uh, Houston, and he uh, ultimately decided to pull the plug and give the guy a change of scenery, and that's frustrating. You know, as a fan, to, to see a guy that you have to kind of give up on, but they're able to upgrade that position. And, and Tausch, you mentioned it where, you know, you're, you're swapping guys in and out, trying to find the right combination, trying to find a guy who can give you a spark and a guy like Brad Miller. Didn't really work. Uh, his defense was mm-hmm. passable, I guess, but his bat wasn't. So, again, you swap him out, you go, you try to improve. Tyler Saladino seems to be the most likely guy who's going to get optioned down when they add scope, uh, hopefully tomorrow before uh, tomorrow night's game or uh, Wednesday night's game. So, if that's the case, he served – well while he was here got hurt came back hit okay defense was really slumping the last week week and a half so you go out and try to get better so it's nice to see Stearns is continually trying to add always trying to improve and you know improvements at the fringes can be as important as the core improvements like you do with Moustakis and Scope you know you got these guys that can hopefully impact the the back end of the position player group the you know make the game even shorter with a bullpen piece like Joaquin Soria, and you just keep getting better whenever you can. And like you mentioned, Tim, you've got all month of August to try to add another piece if you want to, and nobody should be able to forget how Justin Verlander moved at the absolute last second on August 31st last year. Yeah, it basically made the difference in the playoffs. It, oh, it did. And you, you, I, I'm pretty convinced they don't win the World Series without that that move right, right. there. And it was the final uh-huh. move to make him play off and postseason eligible. It was, I mean, it was right down. You're right. It was right down to the minute. I'm just wondering here, guys, the scope deal, if indeed, if indeed you're right, that Saladino's the one down, then your primary backup shortstop really, when you look at it is Perez. Yeah. Okay. That being said, I was Shaw at second. If that is your packing order at shortstop, RCM Perez, where does scope play though? That, see, that's what I'm confused by a little bit here. I, and and Craig Council, we all know how he is. Hey, things like that'll work its way out. People got to take uh, you know breaks here and there. There's going to be a day off. There's going to be injuries. Who knows what's going to happen in seven days, Tim? We we don't know what's going to happen. So why do we want to fill out uh, next Wednesday's lineup card today? Well, I'm just curious. How, how's Scope going to get this playing And also time? a little bit anxious because we want to see how they're going to be able to move it out and, and where the lineup goes, guys, because right now, the last two nights, I've looked at the lineup and thought that it's one of the best lineups that I've seen the yeah. Brewers have in the last few years. It's got Scope at shortstop written all over mm-hmm. it. That's, that's the way I see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's got Scope at shortstop all over this thing. And, and, you know, like uh, Joe Girardi was on MLB Network earlier today. Uh, I think it was the early session of MLB Tonight. 
he was uh, he ran some numbers and looking at offense and you know errors and defense and run scored and blah blah blah, and he was quick to point out that Scope played I think it was about 20 games, maybe it was 20 games, uh, uh, in the big leagues at shortstop, um, but about 2,000 innings uh, at shortstop in the minor leagues. So it's not like he's incapable of it. And both Stearns and Council, after early reports, kind of seemed to indicate that Arcia would be your starting shortstop every day. Um, there were quotes later that came out um, that both kind of indicated, you know, we'll see how much he plays at shortstop, but they're willing to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could absolutely see a Mustakas, Scope, Shaw, Aguilar infield. And then we have to also remember, of course, uh, talking about playing time, that Travis Shaw this year hasn't been very good against left-handed pitching. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think yep. his OP, I think his OPS is 500 or so, which is awful. And Scope's right-handed, Shaw's left-handed. There can be a little bit of a platoon there. So these guys are going to get some at-bats. They're going to get playing time. I think it's just a matter of uh, letting counsel do what he's been doing all year with everybody else, mixing and matching and finding the right combination. And Scope's splits, guys, against left-handed pitching are incredible. So that's a great point, Big Rig, that there's going to be opportunities for him to really kind of fit into multiple platoon roles you could look at. All hands on deck, and Council said it. There's going to be good players on the bench, and that's what deep-run teams have. Mm-hmm. They have good players riding pine and waiting. I do like the uh, right-handed pop off the bench. This team is really left-handed heavy. That's for sure. And and don't look now, the Cubs have three left-handers in their rotation. That's going to be a challenge. It is. Adam, we were uh, asking the question earlier on tonight before we let you go. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers right now, as it stands, 16 games over 500, most wins in the National League, and the, the roster as you look at it right now, do they have a legitimate chance to make it to the World Series? I say, why the hell not? Uh, to, to put it very very plainly, like you said, where they the position that they've gotten themselves in, the fact that uh, uh, I think it was Yelich, one of the guys tonight, um, or maybe it was Miley, yeah, it was, I think it was Wade Miley who said that basically, look, with the way that they went into the All-Star break, this team could have rolled over and died, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't, and I was, that's what I was trying to calm people down with on social media for uh, over, you know, a week to 10 days at that stretch. I said, look, this is a team with a whole heck of a lot more staying power uh, than last year's team. Uh, and the way that Council's been able to use the bullpen, yes, they've been used a lot. The bullpen has pitched a lot of innings. But if you break it down guy by guy, look at their usage, look at when they're used and how much they're used individually, it's actually not like any one guy has had an uh, an obscene workload. So they should be fresher down the down yep. the end of the season here. And if Albers can actually uh, come back and pitch well, and you added the, the new guy, Soria, and you know, if these, these guys have the staying power to continue to push throughout the rest of this season, and I think it's just going to be a testament to the, the group they put together. So Yeah, the, the huge difference, guys, the huge difference is, as, as a longtime Brewers fan, Huge differences right prior to the All-Star break, a week and a half or so prior to the All-Star break, in many, many years past, we would say, hey, man, Brewers are just five and a half out. They're just five and a half out. They're they're a game over 500. Yeah. Hanging right tough. Or or, or if we take the series, we get back to 500, just five and a half, just four games, just six games out. And all of a sudden, bam, they lose 10 of 13 and they're dead. This team loses 10 of 13, and look where they're at now. That's the huge difference in this, is that they did build up. 
they did they did trust their their uh, talents here. They did stack up victories like Craig Council talks about it, and it didn't kill them. It didn't kill them. And in uh, hey, they've made the playoffs four times since 1970. In most of those years, you lose ten of thirteen right around that All Star break. They're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And now you're looking up. Oh shoot! Now look at this. We're twelve games out, and the Cardinals are are right there with the Cubs, and it it's pretty much over. Adam, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate uh, yeah. you dialing us up at Brewer Nation on Twitter, and uh, so so you are a supporter of Fan Overnights. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the more local talk that we can get, the better. And I, I like the fact that you can get uh, on 1250, excuse me, 105.7 FM. Uh, you guys can get local pretty much all the time, uh, except for the overnights. So yep. if this if this can continue, all the better. All right, all right we're going to give you the, we're going to give you the first chance. When we come back from the break, Adam, it's going to be asked him and Tausch anything. You get the first question. Ooh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it to you. I'll come up with something and I'll tweet it okay. to you. Okay, you got it. All right, thanks, you man. You got it. All right, guys. Go follow Adam at Brewer Nation on Twitter. Uh, follows the team like a glove, man. Follows it Big as close time. as anybody. And a huge Brewer fan at that. You know, we talk about us being huge Brewer fans and how much fun we get to we're, have covering the team. That I think dude has pe- just as much. I think people know, doing the post-game show, we're definitely not Cardinals fans. No. We're unlike def- some. Unlike some people unlike, we know. Unlike some people. Uh, we're definitely not Cub fans. Unlike some people we know. Eh. Yes. We're Brewers fans. I won't say we're Brewer bros. You better not. You better not. Otherwise, I'm going to leave. And we still have over two hours left of the inaugural fan overnights. <laughs> Tim, what are you giggling about? I'm just Are you just nervous? There's, no, there's some pronunciation skills that need a little <laughs> correcting. But okay. Well, then do it. Inaugural? Yeah. Got right. It. That's what it was supposed to be. Yep. And it's the inaugural. Right? Just, Is that closer? That's that's closer. What what, just, the, what a, a inaugural? Just remember, it's never your fault. <laughs> Tim and Tausch. Fan overnights ask Tim and Tausch anything next. Just before four o'clock, fan overnights. Tim and Tausch right here on the fan. What kind of weather are we looking at today? Yeah, what's the dew point? <laughs> Isn't that what where's morning? The bar- where's the barometric pressure? Isn't that what at morning right shows do? Yeah, it is. I, th- I think they and do. That's exactly what we're going to do right now. It's Today's forecast. As we step out to the fan weather deck, right now, 66 degrees. As you step out, get ready for work. A lot of people heading to work right now. It's a beautiful one. Local pollen alert, though. You're going to want to watch out Ugh. as that weed pollen is getting high. Also, the dew level. The weed is getting high. The dew level is at 40%. Chance of p.m. thunderstorms later on tonight, a high of 84. Uh, Stepping into your Wednesday night, there's going to be some scattered thunderstorms as well, and a high of 66. Are you sure you don't want to get into uh, some Kentrell Bryce talk? No. Okay. No, we don't want to because we want to play Ask Tim and Tausch Anything. And by the way, the uh, latest Twitter poll is uh, just about ready to throw out there for you guys following along wherever you're at. Uh, We're going to focus on the big show today. Oh, good. What about? Who is your favorite on the big show and why? Could it be Gary Ellerson? Well, 
Why, why you got to do that, Timmy? Why, why you doing that, Timmy? Could it be you, Steve? You making the people think that we we not liking each other? Could it be Steve Sparky Pfeiffer? See, now I knew he was going to do this because whenever you give Tim the microphone and he makes sure that he's going to do all night broadcasts, he's going to go on all night. Oh, Tim's on all night, and all you're going to do is get all his little minions. All Tim's minions are going to call in and tell him why they hate the Big Show and, and at, why at two they don't want to <laughs> talk about the box and they don't want to talk about Jabari Parker and why Jabari Parker isn't a buck anymore. Rami Makloff might be your favorite on the Big Show, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm the coolest guy ever. Or it could be Leroy Butler. Leroy's just the best, man. That's I'm a Super not, Bowl I'm, champion I'm, right I'm there. Not, I'm not going to be mad at him. He's all good. But that, Ryan Horvat. That is going to be the... Let's get ready for Ask Tim and Tausch. Let's start with, you guys gave Big Rig the honors, right? Yeah. Yes. He wants to know what's the most money Tim has ever lost on a sports bet. Not much. Not that much. I'm sort of a wimpy gambler. Honestly, I really am. Billy, you know this. Mm-hmm. I feel I mean, like I I'm lo- going to have to save I, this I, question. I, I, love the, I love to gamble. Right. And it makes every game more fun, knowing that you have a little bit of scratch on. You have a little bit more of a reading, rooting interest and something that you can you can get after. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't gamble that much. I, I, I don't, don't know. Th- I don't throw a whole lot of scratch down though. Like I'd rather spread it across a few different games, give myself a full day of entertainment. I've been caught in some uh, in between games. So just on huge money. Some card games mm-hmm. that I was my that hand was game. forced. Don't ever play that game. I haven't played that game in three and a half years, and I, I hope that I don't play it. Don't ever play it. It's mm. in between. So if you're at a party, guys, you know what I'm talking about that have played it before. You had a party and someone's, hey, we're going to sit down and do a little. Yeah, it's just a couple of bucks. Uh, it's in between. Yeah, it's don't do it. Don't do it. You can't do that. I, I had uh, my checkbook, literally my checkbook, on the table, in the middle of the table. Uh, and it was. Uh, you just walk say, away at that point. It, I want to say it was three hundred fifty dollars. Oh, uh, the the pot was, and then the checkbook was there. To and how cover much of it was your money? Almost all of it. I got railed every time. So yeah, no, I think the biggest bet in Vegas I ever made, probably a sports bet, um, one hundred fifty bucks. That's about it. Yeah, I'd say mine would be probably a hundred. 150 and 100. So there's your answer right there. We got Brewers memes, and they want to know, will you guys be doing this after the Brewers win Game 7 of the World Series or out on the streets partying and flipping over cars? What would you guys prefer? Yeah, well, we have to be in here for the post-game show, I would think. I don't know if they're going to a lot. Game 7 of the World Series, I think all bets are off on where we're going to be broadcasting from. No idea. Would think we'd be here, but I would not put it past us to be anywhere else. If it were up to us... I can speak on my behalf. Um, it would be both. Uh, right. The car thing, yeah, you know. I probably you ever flip a car would, before? Yeah, no. I moved a car. That's a crazy feeling. Moved a car into the middle of the street sideways at about 2 a.m. with no driver Not by in yourself. It. No, it's a couple of dudes all drunk. Just moved the car in the middle of the street and keep walking. And kept going. Yeah. All right. This one so comes yes, both. We will definitely be partying. Okay, you guys lost me there, so I'm ready we to go. Pop, we'll here. be popping okay. champagne. Sorry. This one comes from uh, Give Ryan Horvat his own show. He says, "Who at the fan <laughs> would you consider on the trading block?" I mean, I I've said it for a while. I feel like I'm always on the trading block. Yeah, I would say I got you would be. I got brought up last year. Um, Rami Makhlouf called me a, a prospect. A, the, the fan prospect and Sparky said, oh, no, I think he, I think he's already in the big leagues. So at that point, I put pinned myself 
as like a Lewis Brinson type, right? Somebody that has gotten a a little taster, a little taster of the big leagues, gotten there, hasn't really, you know, balled out yet in the majors. I think to I feel old, like I'm always on the trade block. I think the old. Thank you bring in another Tim Allen, dude. See me. The KG veteran Chuck Freeman. I mean, that would haul. That would get a significant that would be a haul. Big some prospects, right? We yeah, get some yes. prospects. Yep. You get about three Josens. Uh, maybe we don't want to do that. Okay, yeah. 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 No. So the, the, forget I said Chuck. All right, this one comes from Horvat. Way better at updates than Chuck Freeman. Do you think? I'm sorry. Which do you guys prefer, roundabouts or intersections? Roundabouts. Uh, yeah, I'm all right with the run. People freak out on roundabouts. Now I'm going to go back to the intersection. Okay. Yeah, okay. roundabouts. Just people don't know how to. Function. You want to bank on the stoplights? Just dysfunctional on roundabouts. They are. That's because people are stupid. Here's a good one. Everybody loves a good origin story or a backstory. This one Whoa, comes from okay. Buy My Season Thank Tickets. Put an eye in there. And he wants to know. I want to know who chose the Scarface Tupac for the post game fadeaway music. Third year listener here. I'll paint the picture. Arizona, three years ago. Out on the back deck of the house doing some off time. We worked all day. It's time to grill out. Time to pop open the cooler and yeah, have get a, a little few. nip nip at you. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't here for this one. And I, I heard a song and I'm like, what what is this? And I just it kept hearing the smile. Um, I'm like, Gary. Gary's in charge of the music out in the back. Mm-hmm. Gary Ellerson, what's his song? Well, it's, oh, Timmy, a Tupac. You don't know Tupac? Oh, I don't know Tupac. Um, <laughs> and it's, I said, what's the name of it? And he said, well, I think it's called Smile. I, and I said, it's a good song. And he, he goes, why don't you use that on the, I'm going to use that on the post-game show, the Smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back. That comes from, to answer your question, Gary Ellerson. Gary Ellerson. So there's a little, uh, yeah, I never knew that. A little yep. backstory for you. Yep. All right, a lot of questions. Uh, I kind of asked this one, but this has came from like four to five different people, and they just want to know about the overnight show and if it's possible that this could be a every night thing, Monday through Fridays at least. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if it was, I think it would it would go Monday morning through uh, through Friday morning. It would it'd be something definitely be interested in, hoping for. If, um, it, it's cool. That's what I, I think it's just because it's so different to the market. Um, I, Tim, I, I don't know if this is bad for me to say. I like winning. I do. Shame on you. Um, and you know, in this market and in, in this business, you always got to be out to try to win. It's something that no one else has. And, uh, you know, I, I think, it, I think it could be something really cool. If it were up to Chuck, Bart, Cody, Joe, Bill, Gary, Rami, Stevie, Leroy, the answer would be yes. Hell yes. Banish them to the overnights. Get them out of here. We don't have to see them. They don't have to deal with us in the morning. (laughs) We don't have to deal with those. No. Yeah. All righty. This one comes for um, um, more Horvat, less Ryder, and he wants to know, (laughs) what do you guys have against the doors? Um. Oh, that's that song. Don't have a a ton. Do you hate the doors or do you like the doors? No, I like the doors. Have you ever seen the movie The Doors? Um, Where Val Kilmer plays Jim Morrison. Sure. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, Val Kilmer. Yeah, I think I, I think I didn't go to the theater or anything, but I, it's been played on TV on right. Palladia or VH1 or So this guy pretty much thought you guys hated the Doors because you didn't want to go with the theme song, I'm No, guessing. dude was oh. sideways, though. No, I will yeah. say that. All right, here's a good one. This one's from Ziggy's Tweeting, and he wants to know, best hair on the station. Me. Who has the best hair? Hands down. I told also. him Freem, so. That's just <laughs> not true. I don't care. Yeah, that's that's going to be me. All right. Every day of the week and twice well, on Sunday. Rami would say it's him. Yeah, well, sure he would. This, Next question. All right. This one comes. We got a couple of phone calls, too. So are, are yeah. we taking those, too? Eh, we'll get, we'll get back okay, to yeah, it. Okay, yeah, keep going. Justin Allen well, wants to know, is to it true? Call. This is this is Horvat uh, needs his own show, right? Yeah. Yeah, this one's okay. pay Horvat a lot more and <laughs> give him back his Saturday mornings. <laughs> and he wants to know, is it true? If you don't use it, you lose it. Oh, um, I've heard. You don't use it, you uh, you lose it, and that's one thing that they keep telling me, as uh, as the people yeah. around this station know. I've uh, put on a little bit of <clears throat> retirement weight. Well, then you're in and... the process of losing it because it's been a while. Just saying. Oh, okay, that's not. I thought inner, that's what we were talking about. Inner machination okay. of the fan. I thought you guys were talking about these 26-inch bicep pythons. I got you like this thing, baby. All right, let's do one more because I like this one. This one comes from Horvat has a four-year-old. Please pay this guy more money. Who is your favorite local news sportscaster? That's a great question. Now, that that is a great question. I like that one. That's why I saved that one for last. Wow. Okay. Um, I just can't get over the names, man. I think, I think Brian Anderson's at the top of that list. I, I have to say Bob Euchre just because mm-hmm. I wouldn't know Brewers baseball with, without him. That's mm-hmm. going to be crazy when that changes. Um, but Brian Anderson's up there. I really like all platforms. Yeah, I think all platforms. You know, uh, hard news, local news. Okay. But locally, <sighs> so yeah. Um, hmm. Could I give you like a Mount Rushmore? Like four? Yeah. It's, it's you not my question. <laughs> Go. Send it. Tom Pippins is one. Scott's um, brother. Bob Euchre will be on there. The third is Wayne Larravee. And the fourth, Tim Allen. I'm going Ted Davis. I was lying to you. Sorry. Brian Ander- Anderson. The other one. Ted Davis, Brian Anderson, Bob Euchre. And Danny Bush. He just took my list right from me. I don't even need to talk. <laughs> All right, out on the phones, quick. Victor is on Ask Tim and Tausch Anything. Victor, welcome to Fan Overnights, man. Oh, hey. Um, are you guys going to do a tour bus in Vegas at all times? Hopefully. Oh, that would be Wait, wonderful. Wait, so, so you're saying get a bus going all the way out to Vegas? Well, yeah, you guys should run a tour bus out to Vegas, and you do, like, you know, brewer talk the whole way out, you know, brewer season, <laughs> and it's, it coincides with, like, college football season, so we get some gambling going, and then we, you know, drink the whole time. We're not driving, you know. Here we have right. some fun. Like a tour bus, though, not like a bus bus. No, no, he's saying like an like, RV like tour bus. Like a sweet bus. bus. Yeah, like an RV bus. Not like a coach bus, right? We're not lining everybody no. up and getting a small. Okay, you're saying, no. like, a legit, we like take, Gruden's. like, 15 people, and we got a legit tour bus RV yes. to and from Vegas. Correct. We're flying into Vegas, 
And then we'll meet up at a hotel. Whoever makes it to a rally point that knows Got what's it. going on. Got yeah. it. That sounds oh, a lot yeah. better. That Deal. sounds a lot better. Yeah. I'm Deal. in. Oh, yeah. You got to thin the list a little. But you guys are in. You know? All right. It'll cost you $3,000 for our uh, a- oh, afternoon and Lordy. evening. Well, I'll work on the travel agency. Okay. Yeah, I got a whole it. list going. But you guys overnight is great, and um, you should keep it going. All right. Thank you, Vincent. Appreciate it, You're man. You're yep. Have a good one, guys. I like that guy, man. Now, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna argue. People want to go to Vegas with us. We just need a and, driver. Well, no, see, he was what we weren't getting it in there is Victor wants us all to fly to Vegas, meet there, yeah. then you get a bus to the hotel, the party bus. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's what he was getting at, and that's what I was trying to confirm because I'm not gonna drive out to Vegas. I'm, I, I won't do that. I'll go to Vegas. I'm going to fly. I wouldn't mind taking an RV and partying the whole way. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But that's me. Same here. See, yeah, I just couldn't drive. Well, no, we're not driving. See, we're you, in the guys back are, you guys are also small. I have you access under- to an RV, guys. Really? Well, you do. My buddy says take it anytime you want. Sits in storage. It's less than 10 years old. Just take it. And nobody, everybody I talked to, nobody wants to drive the damn thing, which I understand. Right. Well,. See, I would say Griff could drive. But he's asleep. But he's already fallen asleep. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to trust him. I just poured out some some coffee for, for Griff, who's supposedly <laughs> right. passed away. Our final one today on Tim and, Ask Tim and Tausch Anything is James. What's happening, James? Hey, what's going on, Tim and Tausch? Uh, why did uh, Bruce keep Carlos Gomez over Lorenzo Cain back then? Did they not see the upside? With With... Carlos, oh, you're saying why do they keep Carlos Gomez and trade Lorenzo Cain? Yeah. Um, I would say they traded Lorenzo Cain primarily because he had more value trying to get Zach Greinke. Um, right, right. Alcides Escobar was, Tim, a pretty well-known prospect and a highly Big rated time. prospect. Yeah. But he also, in in respect to, the sa- in the same vein of Orlando Arcia, was kind of not known that he, it was known that his bat was not going to get past a certain level that was sort of a haul that the brewers sent over to kansas city mm-hmm. that was jake odorizzi that was jeremy jeffress that was lorenzo kane alcides escobar however brewers don't make that deal i don't think they get into the nlcs so there you go all right so, thanks hey, if you guys need a driver to vegas man i can drive you guys to vegas that's no problem can that's you drive an rv yeah i drive a truck i drive semi Oh, oh, really? man. James, how long have well, you been driving well, semis, well. man? Now we're uh, talking, buddy. About 15 years. Well, well, well. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about, How long James? does it take to get to Vegas? Like uh, two days? About two days driving straight through? Yeah, 18 hours. And, you know, That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Wouldn't have to stop every 10 miles for me to pee. You would just pee in the RV. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Now that somebody will have to switch out for I, me, so I can go pee. Right, we yeah. got you. Man. Okay, okay, we can help. We can do that for sure. I'll, we can I'll, cover I'll, you for a little while. I'll that's for you. sure. I, I just you. don't know if we can cover you for like an hour. That's not that's fine. I could take a nap when James. need be. James might just be get James. Oh yeah, put, yeah, him, put Gr- him on hold. Can we James. wake Griff up to get James's number? Unfortunately, <laughs> our, our, uh, our our screener is, <laughs> our is, is dead. Is, is down. <laughs> He's dead. Um, James. So how so? Fan overnights. If this thing gets going and, and gets going, yeah, keep doing it because I, man, if I don't get to listen to you guys, I gotta listen to the other station down south, and I don't mind listening. So I, I would 
wouldn't mind hearing from you guys. Okay. Got it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Da, 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 we da, need, we da, need to, da, James, you need to call da, da. us on another night when, when Griffin is, yeah, is alive. Yeah, give us a and, call and on the we can, And we can line that up. Just just call yourself RV James. That's incredible. Well, I hey, dude, seriously, you know, you know Dewey. I know Dewey, yeah. He said, someone please take it. My sister borrowed it. Mm-hmm. I'll, he said, take it anytime you want, man. Well, I'll admit, now we've got a legitimate talking to and and a legitimate chance to take a listener trip to vegas so i think our first rendition of ask tim and tausch anything was a success it's not over yet we have more two hours 120 minutes left no i'm just saying about this this little segment i don't know you you didn't think it was a success oh i do but i don't know if they're gonna want us to do it again oh we'll see Bart Winkler's supposed to step in here and join us at some point. <laughs> it's five after four. Speaking of trips, we're going on a sports trip somewhere. You ever been on one? You've been on a few. Couple. Yeah, I've, I've been on a couple. Now, this is this is right up the alley. What's the best sports trip you could take? Are we planning one? I'd like to, and it might include that RV. Let's talk more after this. Got it. It's Fan Overnights. Tim and Tausch on the fan. We don't like this? it. Yeah. What is this? This is this is the ride by Animal Fiction. It could this be the horrible. 2018 championship season theme song. Welcome back. It's Tim and Taos in the morning. Uh, fan overnights leading up to Chuck and Winkler at uh, six o'clock. And speaking of which, look what the cat dragged in, Mr. Bart Winkler. Bart Winkler. Bartavius. What's up, boys? We're glad you could join us. Thanks for waking up with us. Uh, and I didn't realize there'd be ten of you in here. Yeah, we did also yeah, didn't really either. Show. We we didn't either. Um, but as we are are getting into this maiden voyage of fan overnights, how much no, fun? If, if this is going to be the big show, hold on a sec. No, no, no. That's <laughs> that's that's our latest. That's our latest Twitter poll right now. Is uh, uh, Horvath, you get that out there? No, no one oh, heard that. I'll get that up right now. Off, right? No it? one heard that. <laughs> no, you're just What'd off you mic. Don't worry about it. Did okay. you get that up there? Who do you like best on the big show of the four guys and why? So throw that out there too. Gotcha. Because I'm curious. I, I like all those guys. Bart, uh, so you come in fan overnights here. You're you're not an early riser. Uh, I don't know. I've been doing mornings for like ten years. Okay. What? T- okay. So you're used to this. You're used to this grind. This isn't. This isn't new to you. Well, whatever time I have to be in, no matter where I work, I get up like forty minutes before. Oof. So I used to do TV, and my shift started at nine thirty, so I didn't get out till like nine. So now I have to be here by six, so I get up at like pretty close to that. So. <laughs> Wow. All right. Wow. Whatever time I have to get in. Let's give him a round of applause. That's (laughs) impressive. I can get up, but no, I'm not up at this time normally. No, 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 no. But but I'm saying, so you get up at like in in the five o'clock hour to crack a mic at six? Oh, yeah. Race here, which there's a lot of cars on the road. I'm surprised. (laughs) Yeah. You don't account for how many people are actually out at this time. No, there's a lot of people out. So how is it working with Chuck? I came in to talk about the Brewers. Okay, that's I mean, right. I thought that's what you guys were doing. But but if not, it's fine. Chuck and I are getting along just fine. Are you? Good. Yeah, I know you're going to travel together here. You got uh, seminars coming up. 
Yeah, we have now a you seminar. Got, you guys are bringing Cody on the seminar? Yes. Who gets the room with Cody? I am. <laughs> Freems is getting his own room. Freems is getting his own That's room. That's understandable. Is he bringing his That's girlfriend? That's understandable. Oh, it, what, did, what did you say? Is, is he it, bringing his girlfriend? That's yeah. a good one. There's an email printout in the back. Room. Hold on. There's an email printout in the uh, producer booth. Chuck and Shannon Freeman. Did he get married? I don't think he did. I think Bart? he eloped. Insight? No, I think she... She goes by Shannon Freeman? Yep. By choice. Okay. That's kind of strange. She's associated with him. Okay. Like, not legally, but... No, but isn't that kind of strange? To her friends. Let's pretend you're, we're married <laughs> yeah, and play house. Huh. All right, so off that subject, yeah. you guys played golf, though, a couple of weeks ago. And now, Bart, what we like about what your your show is... I is, played golf yesterday. How'd you shoot? Uh, I was in a scramble. Probably with, way better than I did. I no, shot I was in a horribly. scramble with Bryant and Stratton, mm. uh, college. All right. Oh, the college. Yeah. You going to be the new golf coach? No, but uh, I golf with their women's coach. You going to be the mini golf coach? Uh, no, I'm in a mini golf league. Okay. So... When when you guys Tim lost during, interest, there's just too many people talking here. Yeah, who needs me? Way too many people talking. What the hell? Um, so so you guys are going through and, and doing some gambling on the show, but the issue that Tim and I have, and, and what we've tried to change up is instead of gambling against each other, wouldn't it make more sense to gamble with with each other and and then have the ability to then you both make more money? I proposed that to him. I don't think it went over. That's just that's just not in the cards. He's just not interested. Well, I'm gonna owe those guys money, so I need to <laughs> I need to bet back that first. I bet Bill and Cody and Chuck, I bet them all that the Cubs would win the division by at least ten games. And I did that in April. And I did that because Chuck and I were on Bill's show one day and Bill was you know, and Chuck was doing it too, that just underestimating the Cubs. Ah, the Cubs suck, the Brewers are great. And I said, guys, the Cubs are much better than you think. They're going to win the division by at least 10 games, you know, because I'm the like one person who understands what hyperbole is. Just like when I put out a tweet yesterday, say the Brewers get an F grade on trade deadline day because they traded Jonathan VR. I know that's a joke. The big show doesn't know it's a joke. People on Twitter don't know it's a joke. And then suddenly I'm defending a tweet that's not even real all day. So I can speak in hyperbole, yet then Bill's like, oh, I bet you a hundred bucks. And then because I have no self-control, I said, you're on, Michael. Well, that's now your this fault. this is definitely the big show. Yeah, that's that's your fault, though. Well, right, but I was looking good two weeks ago. When I'm not well. Yeah, you were, in a, you were in a good spot at that point. That was, was three and a half. Did the Cubs lose last night? They did. They did. I barely even know what the Brewers did. I watched Facebook watch highlights. Well, let's, get nice. yeah, let's get you caught let's up. Let's get you caught up with the game recap. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, 9-10 first pitch at Dodger Stadium. Game two of this four-game set. Wade Miley on the hill for the crew, and uh, it took a couple of innings before either team scored. Fortunately for the Brewers and us fans, it was the Brewers in the top half of the third inning after a Christian Yelich base hit. It set the tone for Lorenzo Kane. After being pulled off the bag as Kane shoots one into the gap, into right center field, and Christian Yelich is on the fly. Tight turnaround third. Here he comes. He's going to score, and a run-scoring double from Lorenzo Kane gets the Brewers on the board first. And another nice at-bat for Lorenzo, not trying to pull. Yeah, these guys have been awesome for the crew, as you know, Bart. Uh, Batman and Robin toward the top of that order, and with Lorenzo Kane sitting at second base, 
It was uh, Mike Moustakis, an interesting play and an interesting non-replay uh, off the bat of Moustakis. And that's back up the middle. Hernandez knocks it down. Kane rounding third. Hernandez the throw, and it is in time. Barnes applies the tag. Oh, is he blocking the plate, though? Yeah, Aguilar, who was on deck, was pointing into the dugout. Craig Council says, hang on, let's take a look. He can't be blocking the plate without the baseball. So it went on the out was the call on the field and Craig Council did not uh challenge that play right there and and Bart it was interesting because what would you have to lose right there in a one zip game on the road it's a scoring play it's not like it's a stolen base where a guy gets into scoring position that's actually a scoring play uh Council went on to not use any challenges the rest of the ball game I think he should have taken that uh opportunity and he said after the game that it was a little chance that that would be overturned. The key word there isn't little. The key word there is chance. Why wouldn't he challenge that scoring play? I feel like they've challenged those kind of plays before. The The blocking of the plate hasn't been getting overturned, and calls in general haven't been getting overturned. Replay right now is just for show. I don't even know why they do it. it they, they're not changing anything. Agreed. Just wipe it away. So, yeah, I guess still, if there's still a chance, you might as well do it, but they're just, especially the Brewers. The Brewers, I think their replay rates are one of the lowest. Real bad. Are getting overturned. Yeah, it's real bad. And it stayed one zip throughout the uh, middle portion of the game. Wade Miley, however, was dealing last night. He allows just a couple of hits, no runs. One of the biggest reasons why it was zero in the run column was this play by Lorenzo Kane in the bottom of the seventh inning to end that seventh inning. In the air to center. Kane goes. That was big time for Lorenzo Cain. So he Huge. knocks in the one run and saves a, a game-tying home run right there. And that was the day for Wade Miley as he throws seven shutout innings, a couple of hits, a couple of walks, five strikeouts, uh, gives way to Joaquin Soria, a scoreless eighth, and Jeremy Jeffress in the ninth inning locks it down for Brewers' one-zip victory. It was, uh, it was a big win. That's two straight in L.A., that's five and one on this eight game road trip, man. This is uh this is big time for the and, crew. And the West Coast road trip from hell is now turned into an op- opportunity to make up hay after you faltered down the stretch into the All Star break. It's pretty amazing. And they're gonna come back for three games against the Rockies, Bart, here uh, over the weekend and then finally get their first day off since that all star break. And the schedule really starts opening up for them. So did they did Council say anything about Jeffers getting a save? Uh, he said that the matchups look good right there. It was uh, three uh, consecutive right-handed hitters. Okay, good. I'm I like that. I don't want a closer. I want them to use these guys when it's best fit for these guys. And the Brewers obviously made a trade on the final day of the deadline. Jonathan Scope is now a Milwaukee Brewer coming over from the Orioles. Jonathan Villar's tenure as a brewer is done as he is sent in uh, the deal along with Luis Ortiz and and another minor league pitcher. But uh, prospect collectors, guys, 
and you uh, specifically, Bart, Luis Ortiz ranks seventh in the Brewers prospect list. I think I just think that they didn't want to give up Hira or Burns or Ursig or Corey Ray, so they were open to any trade without those guys. So David Stern's doing a little prospect collecting. <laughs> he just was not willing to give up those guys. I was more upset that Jonathan VR got traded. I don't think they gave him a fair shot in 2018. And Billy, like, like a wrestler, like Rusev, mm-hmm. and I keep trying to make this wrestling comparison, but nobody cares about wrestling, but it's the perfect comparison, like Rusev or Zack Ryder, or when there's a bunch of guys in wrestling, Tim, that when they're not getting the love from the writers and the producers, they'll kind of do their own thing right. on social media or with the crowd, or they'll kind of tweak their character. And then WWE takes notice and they say, we're we're not we're not about this. We're gonna we're gonna do whatever we can. We're gonna, to, we're gonna pause this up. We're gonna and, pause and change this. We're gonna bury this guy. We're not gonna write him on the show this week. We're not gonna do anything with him next week. We're gonna end his feud randomly. We don't want this to happen. This is not in our plans. I feel like with VR this year, when he started getting hot, he got benched, and then it's three straight days of Aaron Perez. And I thought that they did everything they could to not let him go back to shortstop where he's comfortable. You had Tyler Saladino, who I don't think is very good. Brad Miller, who, <laughs> oh my gosh, Brad Miller was a darling of the Brewers bloggers. Guess what? He's gone. Nate Orff, that was fun on the 4th of July. Okay, well, all fireworks burn out very quickly, so he's gone. You're telling me Jonathan VR couldn't have played one inning at shortstop in this last three-month stretch here? It, it was clear that he had fallen out of the good graces. And then you're going to trade him? It was clear. You're going to trade him? which I think they had every intention of doing. So you ship them on a quote-unquote rehab assignment so you don't have to tell them to his face that we don't want you here anymore. I really think there was something going on there. I don't know what. I might just be making it up, but it feels like there was something going on. It appeared that way to me, too, that there was something a little bit behind the scenes. And, Billy, you and I talked about that as well Plenty. throughout. That I don't know what it was. Were and, they mad at him for not taking the extension? It um, seemed like they know. were more mad at him than he right. was mad at himself. I, I just don't think I don't think the extension was the issue. I just I think a lot of it was soured on his defensive play early. His decision making. And man. right, his decision making, he just it it seemed like they had kind of given up on the fact of he was going to change out of when Tim, you compared him to Carlos Gomez instantly. Yep. And it seemed like they had given up on the fact that he was going to pull himself out of that. And that was kind of going to be what he was. Was it the first and third play where he hurt the thumb? Yeah. And, and got thrown out. Just a horrible decision. Yeah. That was a really horrible bad decision. Base running decision. I feel like, and I put it out on Twitter yesterday that I was, you know, mad and I am mad. He was my favorite player. I, I liked that. He was on this team. I liked him. I know he's, had problems, but I liked him. Sue me for liking a guy. But I feel like the, the <laughs> this Brewers, I feel like sometimes there's sort of a, a mob of fans where if they all watch one game where Jacob Barnes has a bad outing, like against the Cubs, then even though that wasn't entirely his fault, then we all just decide, well, we don't like Jacob Barnes. Even though Jacob Barnes pitches well from time to time, oh, now he's in a 6 nothing game and he gives up a run. See? He sucks. <laughs> the mob comes out. I feel like that especially happens a lot with relievers. Matt Elbers. It happened. To, it latest. happened with Chris Davis, which I don't need to get into. It happened with Chris Davis. I feel like that happens, and also 
just because David Stearns makes a move doesn't mean it's good. Just because David Stearns makes a move doesn't mean you have to defend it. I think a lot of times what we're doing is we're so enamored with what he's doing that he makes the move. And I, I know this because I do this with the Packers. I'm an apologist. So David Stearns makes a move, and then we do whatever we can to justify it rather than viewing the move yes. and then determining mm -hmm. it. I feel like we're starting to do that with David Stearns, and I really want to be cautious not to do that. The the, the knee-jerk reaction shouldn't be to defend the move and justify the move. Take a step back, don't speak, digest, process, and and look at the move itself. Don't just say, well, we're Brewers fans, so we'll defend the, the move. Right away, everyone wants to tell me how good Jonathan Scope is when I'm the only one that knew how to pronounce his name 24 hours ago. I, Bart, I, I'm still, and, and it's well documented yeah. throughout the last six hours of broadcasting, mm -hmm. I'm still not sure I understand that move. I'm not quite getting it. Maybe it'll click to me at some point. There's definitely some layers to it and, and how it all fits. Well, and what these couple of moves have shown you is do they have a lack of confidence in Travis Shaw? That's... What are you doing with Travis Shaw? You knocked him out of third. Okay, so he'll play second. All right, we're, we're all on board. Well, now you're going to go trade for a second baseman who's an all-star and you have every intention of playing him a lot. Okay, all right. So what is Travis Shaw? He had a pinch hit home run the other day, so th th that's the role they like him in? It, it is weird. It is weird, and I think that maybe it'll work, and a lot of Stern's moves have worked, but for us to all just say, yep, we love it. What a great move. I think that's, I think that's bad for us to do, and I think that's bad for fans to do. Did he just say his favorite brewer was Jonathan VR? Yeah. He said it a couple of different times. He said times. my favorite brewer was Jonathan VR? That was that was his favorite <laughs> brewer. I think that's what he said. He said my my favorite. I said my favorite, favorite uh, brewer was. Uh, I said guys. Uh, I said my favorite brewer was that's Jonathan VR. That's just so strange. I said, uh, it's time for the latest wow. game show. That is. We're here, screaming through this nation and the fan radio station. It's time to play my favorite ex-brewer. Our contestant today hails from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. He was a two-time All-American soccer player. His name is Bartavius C. Winkler. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Bart. Thank you. Good to be here. Okay, my favorite former brewer. Would you like to take it for 100 to 500? I'll, it's bright and early. I'll start uh, 100. And, and your first guess is? My favorite? Jonathan your VR? Got it. There you go. Welcome to the winning column. Our second guest hails from Hales Corners, Wisconsin, checking in at 6'4 and 368 pounds. Come on. Come on. <laughs> This former offensive lineman is uh, currently looking for work, and he could use <laughs> the money. He could use the money. Your favorite ex-brewer, Jose Hernandez. Wow. Nicely done. Nicely done. Judges, yeah, that stands. Good for you. Our next contestant hails from the mean streets of K-Town. 
been time warping his way around the city for years. <laughs> a 30-year radio veteran and still continues to leave the house without shoes on. Tim Allen steps up to the podium. Tim, thanks for joining us today. You got it. Your next guest on your favorite ex-brewer. I'm going to say my man, Kurt Neuenheis. <laughs> <laughs> One more round with Bart Winkler. It's the lightning round. That Turner means- Ward, John Jaha, Pat Listash, Glenn Briggs, <laughs> Kevin Seitzer. <laughs> One more. Send- Wes Obermuller. There you go. There it is. And he's the winner. He gets it. Yeah, I can't top that. I was I was going to go Wes Helms, Brad Nelson, Colin Walsh, and Ramon Flores. <laughs> was it Chris Duffy? Chris, Chris Duffy? Yeah, it was. How about uh, Reimer Liriano? He's back. Oh, wow. He is back. Yeah, and so a, is Sogard. That was a shot. All right. Sogard's that's, back. That's amazing. Do we want to squeeze in uh, John here? Yeah. Let's yeah, grab squeeze John real in quick. John. Tim and Taos in the morning, fan overnights. What's up, John? Sweet franchise. If you remember, I call from the northwest side of Milwaukee. You have to bear with me. I'm extremely tired, okay? Okay. Now, if we could keep this conversation between me and you. I yeah. love Tausch, baby Tausch. I love hearing you laugh, and I love the show. But the franchise, we got to talk Brewers. Okay. My favorite player, Benji. Benji Ogilvy. Ben Ogilvy, number oh, 24. Oh, yeah. Former Detroit Tiger. And I heard you talking about Willie McGee early in the morning with his swag and his walk. Yeah. Oh, when I think back to 82 and my Tops album, and I think back to all those all-stars we had, and then I hear the name Shooter, it gives me, like, chills up my spine when I think of St. Louis and, what's that guy's name, Bruce Souter? Yeah. Uh, now, look, I couldn't even hardly hear hearing the words Brent Souter. Isn't he off the team now? Well, he's on the disabled list, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope he heals up fast, but, you know, I don't need to hear that name, Suter. It brings me back to 1982, and that was like a sore spot. My brother just sent me a birthday gift, and I got it in the mail, and uh, it said Fragile from West Bend. He lives out Mm -hmm. in New Mexico, and I opened it up. It's an 82 four-pack of Brewers McDonald's glasses. I'm looking at Ben Ogilvy next to Robin Young. Love them. That's cool. The Gorman Thomas. I'm looking at Ted <clears throat> Simba Simmons next to Raleigh Fingers and Pete Vukovic next to Paul Mowder. Hey, they also you know had the uh, McDonald's placemats, too. Did you ever yeah, get those? Check this out, franchise. Okay, last year I went to four games. You know who was pitching in all the games I went to? Brent Suter. The Bulldog, Jimmy Nelson. I was having flashbacks of 
that one guy. I saw him one time at Whole Foods. I said, <laughs> I said you're a brewer guy, aren't you? And he said, yeah. And it was Doug Melvin. Now, Doug Melvin, he brought us Josh Hader. And I got to say, give that kid a break. Don't be a hater unless you're Josh. You got it. Hey, hey! Thanks like for the it. call, man. Hey, we'll, thanks, man. Have Appreciate fun at the game. Hater. Have fun at the game on on hey, Saturday. Hater. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, how All about right. Mike? Uh, Mike uh, from Heartland. Hello, Mike. Hey, uh, Tim and Tausch. Hey. I am all for you guys doing this thing every night. I get up at three or four o'clock in the morning to head to work, and no, no disrespect to that that lady, Amy Lawrence, who's on usually right now mm-hmm. she's okay I, I yeah, she's got know, the but, night off we let her have the night off good 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 I, i'm all for that because uh tim and Tao, you guys are awesome and bart you're okay too I, I <laughs> that's can't, all i want I, okay I it's fine only, hey i can only listen i can't listen to you because i'm at work when you're on but i do listen to you when i can and i just wanted to, to squeeze this in uh i was on uh the big show a couple weeks ago right when you guys were doing uh, the post game show during the big show, and I have been, I'm in, I'm in my mid 40s. I used to be in the Brewer Pepsi fan club as a kid, uh, big Brewers fan, but not so much over the last 15, 20 years. Obvious reasons. Uh, I've been a bandwagon fan, huge Bob Uecker fan. I listen to almost every game because I love Bob Uecker so much. But he's, he's heading into the sunset pretty soon. But anyways. What I'm trying to say is I am all in with this Brewers team. I mean, I did get a little nervous right before the All-Star break when they hit, when they lost, what, sure. six, seven in a row. Yep. Like you said, now, I mean, this team is for real. I mean, they've got heart and soul. They, they you know, that never-say-die type attitude. I don't necessarily think they're going to go to the World Series this year, but I, I really believe they've got what it takes to, to win the division. Because I'm going to tell you, the Cubs are good. They are, but... They're they're faltering. I think they're trusting a little too much in that pocketbook, you know, that can buy them the players they need. But uh, those players they need that they bought aren't aren't doing it really this year, especially the pitching. So I I say, but you guys you got to yes. do the if you do this uh, overnight thing, you got to do it in the winter too, man. The do, the dog days of winter when it's like there you go. Oh yeah, yep. Right. Bund, bundle right. up around the radio, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay. All right. All right. You got it. Yeah, Appreciate good, it, Mike. Good morning, yeah, Bart no, Winkler. No, if we're if we're gonna do this thing, we're not we're not gonna half ass it. We're we're gonna go at it. Morning, Bart. You hey, okay? <laughs> you all right, dude. What do you mean? We got to take a break. We'll come back. Good morning. Yeah, we'll talk about taking you on a trip. Oh, okay. Can we take you on a sports trip with us? Yeah. Will you come with us? If my wife's cool with that, yeah. Well, yeah, we're not we're not gonna allow. There's no wives, ladies, are we? Okay. Yeah, no significant No, she don't have to others. come. I, I'm my own man. You, you sure? can come hang out with the boys for a few want a few get, days. Want to get to gambling too? Because we have uh, several degenerates amongst us. I gambled. Also, I said I did Facebook Watch on the way in. I also played some slots while driving on the way in. You did? Uh, sh- uh what's the street street ball? It's on Bovada. I feel awesome. pretty safe driving yeah. around. Feel awesome. Yeah. Stim and Dow's fan overnights. We'll be back. It's 442. Good morning, Tim and Tausch. Fan overnights. Uh, Tim Allen, 
Baby Tosh, Bill Schmidt, Bart Winkler in studio guest, and a cast of, as Bill Michaels would say, thousands. Cast yeah, of thousands. At most, that means here. three. That, that, that oh. means there's one intern in here who doesn't know his name, and then either me or Chuck are still hanging around. That's well, what a cast of thousands means. So you get in a plane <laughs> and and you want to go see a uh, a game. Now, world traveler Bart, would you consider yourself like our uh, uh, Bill Michaels board op friend, uh, a world traveler? Is that you too? Not on purpose, but I've been to a few spots. Yeah. Okay, to see sporting events. Well, I take a, a road game Packer trip every year. That's right. That's right. You do do that. That's pretty cool. We're going to uh, Seattle this year. It's a Thursday nighter. And these are That's old sweet. college yeah. buddies? High school. High school buddies. Nice. Ten so, of us go. So now well, you, you guys will fly out there, correct? Because we're, we're, yeah. we're having a conversation with a listener and a little campaign to do a Vegas trip. They want to drive. Uh, Yeah. No, you can't drive to Vegas. You're going through mountains and stuff, I presume. I don't know. The route to Vegas. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you go through Iowa and is it so, they, the yeah. trip a Vegas trip? <laughs> you want to maximize your time in Vegas. You're going to eat up a lot of that time being on the road. So I, I think I, that is a mistake. I, I will say this: a favorite trip of mine. I was at uh, the. I don't know if you guys remember this: the uh, Packers uh, Cowboys game down at Old Texas Stadium. Uh, on a Monday night where Chris Bonio kicked, uh, I, I want to say seven, seven. field. It was 21-6. 21-6. Favre yep. scored late late in the ballgame. There was a little dust up at, at midfield. Mm-hmm. What a time. It was warlike down there at Texas Stadium. You, you'd think there's rivalries that – and I underestimated that rivalry, guys. I did. I But it was warlike in that stadium, running through the – just just packs, just pardon the pun, but – Groups of Packer fans, just like wolves, just go pack go. It was amazing. It was a, a, a ton of fun. It was a Monday night game, so it had uh, it had all that allure to it, also. But uh, I mean, that's one that uh, that I'll never forget. Uh, we've taken some short term uh, brewer trips up to Minnesota. You were there, what last year, Billy? Yeah, I was up there last year. Uh, obviously, the day that Anthony Barr ended pretty much the Packers season, and that was just trip in itself i mean they're interesting interesting story that came out of that but i feel like it also is different when you you make the trip also guys with either family or friends because that changes the dynamic completely of the trip um the father-son trip that that part of it um most of them i've gone with my dad now we also then took also some cousins and uncles and when that all gets going, that that can get dicey. Yeah, I bet. I've heard the stories. Yeah. And when there's alcohol involved, then it gets... Then all bets are off. Really dicey. Now, Chuck Freeman, who's on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Freems. knows all about some of that. Is Morning, your... buddy. Morning, Freems. Alan, I was at the same game, 1996. <laughs> I think it was like November. I was like the Packers, because the Packers lost the previous week in Kansas City, and then there was a big showdown with Dallas. And that's when Mark Chimura went down in, in that Kansas City game, right? Jeez. Uh, because no, I think Chimura went down, down? And, then, and then Derek Mays also went down as well. Well, they got uh, – because I remember after the Cowboy game, they were having problems with their offense. Robert Brooks went down a few weeks earlier, mm-hmm. and they had, to, they had to go get some offense. And then they went out and got Andre Risen. And they and, never uh, lost with Ryzen, by game. the way. You were at yeah. that game, really? That Monday night game? Yes. 
1996. Yeah, I went down and covered it. Sure. That was wild. Yeah. I, I I went with a, a group of people. We were the station I was working for gave away a bunch of trips to go down and see the Packers. It was sponsored by Coca Cola, and um, they there was like a pregame party, and then they do it upright. That they, they were at that time. It was a lot of partying outside, and the cheerleaders, and the whole deal. But it was uh, it's just a, one of my favorite trips. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I mean it was like because it was every year in the nineties oh, this is the year the Packers are going to go out and play Dallas and they're going to win. And they, they would lose them in the regular season, and then they would get them in the playoffs down there at Irving, and uh, at Irving, Texas, the old Texas Stadium, and uh, they'd lose again in the playoffs. So, But in 96, I think that was all, that loss to, to the Cowboys that year, that was the last time they lost to them. Because after that, because the Packers never met them in the playoffs that year because the Cowboys got bumped out by Carolina, and then Carolina played Green Bay, in the NFC Championship game, the Cowboys and Carolina played in the divisional playoffs. So, um, the Cowboys, you know, you know the, the theory was, can the Packers ever get the Cowboys up at Lambeau Field? And they did, but the Cowboys were in, I think it was 97, they were done with their run already. They were they were old. Yeah, yeah they were on the tail end of that. And, that was and Barry Packer, Switzer had kind of messed around with that thing. Packer route. All the way through. Yeah. And and yeah. two yeah. frames, that, that loss in Dallas now, also in that 96 season, now, correct me if I'm wrong. The next week they go to St. Louis, and they were down in that game too. They were down at halftime, and that was the Doug Evans uh, interception return for a touchdown. And at that point, then they don't they they don't lose again. Yeah, yeah. They just went out and then they they got back on track. And Ryzen joined the team, and and they were on their way. But I mean, they went through a little midseason funk there, and they also lost to the Vikings earlier in that year too. I want to say. Uh, maybe it was later in the year. I don't know. Maybe it was early. Later no, it was it was early, like, early up up in Minnesota. That was another one. Now, yeah, Freem, so so you go on a lot of these trips covering games, but now do you ever get to go out on on one of these these trips and and just simply enjoy? Ah, good old Freem has always turned it to an enjoyment. Trip. Oh, you know that player. <laughs> wow. You're kidding me? If we get out there, <laughs> roll out with some Roberts ribs on a stick. And a couple of those, I don't know if they were, couple of those jerky. The Roberts weren't invented in 1996, <laughs> but oh yeah, you know, I mean the, I mean going down the Super Bowl in New Orleans in '96 and and San Diego in '97. I remember, you know, the night before the Packers played played um, Denver when they lost that Super Bowl. We were we they told the media, hey, don't go across the border to Tijuana because you don't know if you're ever going to come back. Well, you know, a bunch of us went down there anyway. And that was kind of cool, you know. We got back at about five a.m., huh? but uh, yeah, I mean those, you know, the Super Bowls are a good time. I know the last one though down in okay. Dallas, um, we, you know, there was that. It was a lot of work. I mean, we we barely went out um, down there. So, hmm. but uh, you know, a lot of times though, you, when you are on those trips, you're I mean, you're, um, you, you are working, and it's just it's, you know they they try to. You know, they, they get everything out of you when you go on those so, road trips. So would you say then, Chuck, that you've been at more Packer games or Ario Speedwagon concerts? Oh, Packer games. Oh, Packer games. You sure? Because it, wish... it really seems like every time the NBA draft hits, you're seeing Ario somewhere. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, He's up. Here like we I go. Said, here we go. Now, now, I'm explaining this again so you all are there. Um Every, that, that is the one. That is the weekend. I, said, I have two non-kid weekends a, a month, and that happens to fall on that. And, and then when you don't have the kids, you know that's when you take advantage of it. You go on a vacation. I like to golf, so that's a, I take my vacation when I every other weekend during the um, during the summertime. I can't. I don't want to take it during the Packer season. 
you know, I can't take vacation then. Can't I don't, don't want to take it in the wintertime. Can't golf then. So, you know, it's like the, I like to golf. So I take the I usually go to Eau Claire or, or somewhere up there and go out. I've been doing that for years. So, uh, you know, there has been some drafts that covered uh, many of them. Trust me, trust me, believe me. I've trust I've covered my share of NBA drafts and done my shows the next the next day. So well, that okay, you know, yeah, I get I get ahead. it. That that explains the NBA. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm gonna miss a couple of day, couple of times after. I've, sure. I I think I've earned it. Y'all, well, yeah, we, we all are, and everybody listening, you all get a day off at your job. No, yeah, but so I don't that. miss any big events. <clears throat> yeah, so that explains the NBA outside draft. the Super Bowl. This what, year. what what about <laughs> what what about the NFL draft? Um. Well, I've been there for I've been after the I've done I've I've hosted the NFL draft on uh you know that that Friday night show I've done that many times there was a, a couple of years ago I, I should I can't first of all I can't believe I'm explaining this but there was one night we had <laughs> because the Miami Marlins pitcher was pitching a no hitter and it was, the game just flew by we did the show I think it was Wicked and I the show we were out of there by nine thirty yeah. because the guy was pitching a no hitter and it was a fast game so. I've been at the draft. I've covered the draft. I've done the show from up there. I've done it. I mean, well, trust me. I've done, I've done more of those shows than Winkler's been alive. So Yeah, you hey, yeah. Oh, no, Chuck, here we go. Chuck, I got a question for real as I'm uh, working on our show today. Do you remember? Well, I'm sure you do. Oh, you guys are doing a show today? Yeah, 6 to 10. Oh, sweet. Okay, okay cool. Nice. Uh, the guy that we had on two weeks ago when he's like, ah, the Pirates suck. There's no way that this Brewer series is going to make them contenders. And then they yeah. go and trade for Chris Archer. I think yeah. about that a lot, and it really pisses me off. Well, you need to you need to do something more spare, your spare time. If you're thinking about that guy. <laughs> I think about <laughs> him. I think about him often. <laughs> I, <don't> oh. <laughs> I missed you yesterday on the golf course. We had a good time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was that's, me that's and good. Ryan from Bryant and Stratton and Mike Anderson, formerly of Channel Twelve. Mm, another and name drop. Yeah, running back group? from Broncos. Yeah, Anderson was in our group, yep, and I think Mike he's going to come to our golf outing. Oh, Mike Anderson! Listen, Mike Anderson and Tim Allen. I remember him. Boy, Mike, there was a he was he was like one of the faces of Channel Twelve for years. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, he'll I be have, at the State Fair. No uh, he'll be at the State Fair Thursday. He's in retirement, but his yep. news director called him while we were on the golf course, and they're going to make him work on Thursday. Because he's his news director called him. He's retired. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he did his last. He did his last reporting shift about a year ago, and they made a big deal about it on Channel 12, as they should. But he was he was like their main anchor for years and years and years in the 80s. And then he was a reporter, and you hardly saw him. And I, I could never understand why that was the case. I don't know if he wanted to be taken on that beat, but Mike Anderson was definitely a name uh, back in the 80s and into the 90s. He was a, he, a well-respected reporter. We got a we got a question earlier uh, throughout the overnight here, Chuck, and it and it really took me aback a little bit about <clears throat> who are uh, you know my favorite sportscasters. So I say sportscaster that it could be any any platform, TV, radio, play by play, whatever it might be. It was an interesting question that we got on Twitter, and you being around as long as you have, I mean, who might be at that at the top of that list, the one, two, three area of you know, it could be Euchre, it could be anybody, any T V, radio dude, whatever. You know, I grew up when I was uh, you know, growing up in the seventies. Can I, I try to guess them? <laughs> you wanna guess them yeah, beforehand? So Chuck's gonna come up with a Mount Rushmore? A Mount Rushmore, yep. Sure. Okay. 
Well, Eddie Doucette is on there. Horvat. Yeah, Eddie, for sure. Eddie Doucette. Uh, so he would be Bucks. Brewers. Who's the brewer guy you like? Ham- or who's the guy that went to? About, you're talking about broadcasters in general, right? Yeah, the guy that went to Indiana. Not, not necessarily play by play. It doesn't. No, about. it doesn't no, have to be play by play. And anything. It could be t- TV, sports news. It could be the talk show host. Anybody. You know, it's funny when I was again late seventies. I was twelve years old, and there was no sports talk, and in Milwaukee. So there was a guy by the name who's now the voice of the Chicago Bulls by the name of Chuck Swirsky. And yes, he was just, and he was doing play by, and he was doing sports talk on AM one thousand, which was the WCFL, the news talk station at the time. And he was doing sports talk from seven to eleven every day. But I, I would tune in, and even though they talked, they talked national sports, but they talked Chicago sports. But it was sports talk. And Tim, you know this. Growing up as a kid, you know there was no ESPN, there was none of that. No. So you, but I, I would tune this guy in in Chicago, and I would listen to him, and I would listen to him, and put the Put the uh, uh, the radio underneath the pillow at night, and boom, eleven o'clock. I'd you know he'd, he'd be signing off on the air, and I'd be like, man, that'd be so cool to do something like that someday. And uh, you know, I mean, Chuck Swirsky, and I, I I used to write him as a kid, and I when the Bulls are in town, I uh, you remember me, and I I told him, you know, he was he started off, he was in his twenties when he was in Chicago starting it off. So I would say the guy who I really and he was a Chicago sportscaster, but it was uh, Chuck Swirsky. Who uh, continues to get it done with the balls? Just a guy who's just—he's uh, phenomenal. Uh, you know, he works his ass off. He was always on you know, WGN for many years, and I just always admire him. And I thought he did a, does a hell of a job. What? What about? Uh, yeah, he's uh, tremendous. What man. about I listen to him all the time? What about a, a Bruce Marcus? Do you remember a Bruce Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I worked. You know, I don't think many people remember. Once in a while, I ask people. People ask me, "Who was that guy you worked with in the '90s at uh, the old 1510?" He's up in Eagle River. Um, he and I don't talk anymore. Um, we, had a, we had a little parting of ways there. We had a little streak of laziness in him. Uh, that, that, got, that, that got into our uh, got, got into our relationship as far as putting the show together. So, um, but yeah, we. Uh, I think he's up. He's up north somewhere. But uh, got a little chip on his shoulder too. Yeah, so he wouldn't be on that Mount Rushmore. But, no, no, you know, I mean, I'm Milwaukee, as you know, I think Barbara's probably going to mention Pat Hughes. Oh, I'm yeah, for like sure. Yep. I, I think I think Pat Hughes is one of my favorite. You know, of all the guys who Buchers paired with over the years, i got to say Pat Hughes is there. Um, you know, Merle Harmon, you know, again, Timmy, you'll remember uh, Bob and Merle back in the 70s. And, you know, that Merle left to do the work for NBC with the Olympics that never happened in 1980, and that was that, and then he... Later on with the Texas Rangers, heck of a guy, owned a bunch of sports stores in Milwaukee, Merle Harmon's fanfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember he, Pat Sheridan, for some reason, Pat he, Sheridan. he did he yeah. did like a like a Sunday talk, a sports talk show. I know. Well, he also, so then, then came 1982 when uh, another station in town, not the one that carries all the games, but another station in town tried to get the Brewer games, and they did. Yeah. Um and, uh, you know, they hired Pat Sheridan, who was a sportscaster back in the day in Milwaukee, and it was called the Sheridan Sports Call. He was on from, like, 6 until 10 every night. This was, like, 1982, 83. Wow. And it was okay. He knew a lot about the draft. But I just, uh, I mean, I think, you know, sportscasting, it's not about, you know, sure, these guys got to be talented, but it's all a matter of appeal. A guy could be really good. Like Bob Costas, 
I think Bob Cotton is really, really, really good, but he he doesn't appeal to me. I just I'm just not a big fan. I'm not saying he's not good. He's just not a mm-hmm. big, I'm just not a big fan. If I if, you know Sheridan was good, I just wasn't a fan. Right. Right. All right. Well, Chuck, drive drive careful, and I'll yeah, we'll uh, see you in a little bit, buddy. We'll keep the seats warm for you. All right, guys. See you in a little bit. All right, Chuck Freeman. Oh, there you go, Chuck Bart. and Winkler. Was pleasant. You got him to open up a little bit. I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Did uh, you take some notes over there? <laughs> yeah. Don't be lazy around Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> yeah, and we ran into his old broadcast partner. I knew him from Here. Uh, lacrosse. He worked in lacrosse for a little bit when I was old. Yeah. 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 That was interesting. Yeah. You know what? There's breakups in every every uh, partnership. Every, yeah. In every field, too. Yeah. That's no, for sure. No doubt. Hey, uh, speaking of opening up a little bit, open up your pocketbook and uh, join us for the golf outing. Got details on that coming up. Also, um, gambling with a couple of degenerates. Next here, Tim and Tausch, overnights here on The Fan. Believe it or not, folks. Well, welcome to the 5 o'clock hour, Tim and Tausch, overnights here on The Fan. And uh, it's 5 o'clock, that means pick a lane. That means pick a lane, so call up 414-799-1250, right lane. Should Ryan Horvath have his own show as he tried to commend himself (laughs) during Ask Tim and Tausch Anything? Center lane, Ask Tim and Tausch Anything. We'll get back to that a little bit if you have any questions for us as well. And in the left lane, it's it's what we started out the show with earlier on today, was discussing, Tim, if after the Jonathan Scope move and you look into Mike Moustakis as a part of this team, Joaquin Soria and everything that's gone on in the last couple of days, as the National League stands, Milwaukee Brewers legitimate contenders for the World Series opportunity and we start out with the Brewer guy here on Great Lakes Dragaway Pick a Lane. Tim Allen, can the Milwaukee Brewers make it to the World Series? Folks, let me tell you about my friends over at J&J Contractors. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry, hold that's on. you. Hold on, no, no, this is what I have to do. Tim, if the Brewers are going to be out in October playing in the playoff baseball, you're going to be wanting to watch that maybe in a new sunroom. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. All right. Uh, 414-799-1250 if you want to jump aboard and, and uh, join the conversation. We promised you guys throughout the overnight uh, a couple of things. One, uh, degenerate gambler talk because mm-hmm. gambling is becoming uh, – sports gambling uh, is becoming more and more prevalent, as as we all know. And now uh, licensed as the NBA is the first pro sports league – to book a deal with a gambling association and to have one partner, and it's going to be MGM, is going to have the exclusive gaming rights of the NBA. And once again, Adam Silver continues to be out in forefront of all uh, that goes on and in, in being progressive and trying to make his team, his league uh, more relevant, more into the 21st century. Well, who wouldn't want to cut the deal with, with them? They get a... a- piece of the pie they exactly. get the juice they get the juice if you will and so. what else they're going to get tim and reading the the ins and outs of the deal it doesn't seem like they're going to get a kickback i mean i imagine they're going to get the they're NBA? obviously going to get money from the deal signing with mgm but i don't know if they're going to get royalties on each bet that gets placed through the gaming association that's what they want and and i don't think they're going to get that I agree with you. But when you when you book a deal like they did with MGM, there now is the opportunity to 
have NBA highlights and logos and all that kind of stuff when you walk into an MGM yep. casino, when you walk up to the sports book, you're looking at Bucks and Pacers, and you have all the stats, you have highlights into a game wrap uh, before you place a bet. The more and more I read into all the gambling, uh, sports gambling in this country, it does not appear that the state of Wisconsin is going to get there anytime soon. Am I am I correct in that, guys? We'll bring in Ryan Horvath on this too because he's a gambler. As you actually uh, bring me in, I'm making my bets for today. I love this Yankees over <laughs> nine runs with the Orioles first pitch at noon, so I'm going to be sleeping then, so I had to get that one in. Make no. sure that you're getting down. Yeah, I got to get some grease. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it at least for, I'd say, five to six years probably in Wisconsin. I don't even know then. Bart, do you know anything? It, it Just everything I'm reading, it, it doesn't appear that the deal is conducive to sports gambling here. I feel like the people in charge currently aren't for it. I think what will happen is a similar thing that happened with uh, smoking, where Wisconsin you could smoke here, mm-hmm. like in public, but then a, the states that border Wisconsin, they all said no. So then Wisconsin's like caught in this little middle ground. Once the states that border us, and it'll be different for gambling because it will be financial. You'll have people that live in Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, anywhere, go to the nearest state to go gamble. And once Wisconsin starts losing tourism that way and and that kind of uh, business, they're going to start and they're going to finally say, all right, we'll do it. But there's nothing in the works. There's no legislator getting up and, and and championing it there's there's no nobody that's in charge right now seems to care about it in wisconsin and it's it's so strange because it just seems like such a tremendous way to make some money as i say tons of money millions of dollars why wouldn't you want it in and i think it's deals cut already with the casino gaming here in the state right and i, I think that's where the the snag is depending on your perspective I mean, I, I've said it before, and you, you guys know this, and you guys have talked about it on your shows as well, that you know, what's, what's the difference in gambling? We're semantics here. We're, we're saying that uh, church bingo is okay. We're saying that the lottery is okay. We're saying Meat raffle at a bar on a Saturday. Yes. Quote, unquote, mm-hmm. meat raffle. Oh, I walked out with 400 bucks. Yeah, right. dog. We, there's, we all do it. The well, dog racing in the state years ago, the, all of those things were okay. Strip cards, square pools, playing all of in those between okay. in a buddy's basement, throwing your checkbook out on the table. What's yeah. the difference between me taking this yeah, over in a Yankees game? Oh my goodness! And me going to the off-track betting and and placing you know twenty bucks on a trifecta or ten bucks on horse number ten. That's what I don't understand. Like, why is off-track betting legal where you could bet on horses, but I can't go to Potawatomi or go to the Bucks Arena and bet, hey, Giannis, over 20 points. Because that's what I'd like to see is, like, little kiosks. Uh, it's called the Pfizer for sure. Forum. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Just make sure they get their money's worth. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Pfizer. <laughs> I got to get used to that forum. still. But that's what I'm hoping to see, like, little kiosks. Like, I go to a Packer game. Aaron Rodgers, over 310 yards passing. Boom. Quick way to make 100 bucks. That'd be nice. Like, little kiosks. That's mm-hmm. that's a good way to kind of bring it in, I think. Well, I think that's where and it's the, headed in, in most states. Right. But that's why I don't understand why I could bet on horses, but I can't bet on, you know, the brewers. It just doesn't really make sense to me on, on that level. And in New Jersey, I know that there's a uh, going to be a sports book right outside of, of the new MetLife Stadium. And it's going to be, if FanDuel's opening it up, and it's on the Meadowlands uh, site, 
where they're going to have an ability. They're going to have 27 TVs, 10 tellers there, and you're going to be able to go up there pretty much any weekend of the NFL season and, and place bets. And also what it does is it becomes somewhat of a tourist attraction. Wouldn't you say so? If you're Bart, like you said, when you, when you're talking about bordering States getting involved and bordering States being maybe the, uh, the driving force for you jumping into the waters of sports gambling, you're out on the forefront. You're going to be the first ones to be able to cash in. It just seems like a missed opportunity. If mm-hmm. you know, Illinois is a state that's like desperate for money. They can't even pay their lottery winners sometimes. So there should be some movement to get it going there. So they have more of an uh, intake. I just, I don't know. It just seems like the people in charge currently in Wisconsin don't want it. So go to the polls in November. There's, there's enough pieces of the pie to go around when it comes to gambling. Just look at Las Vegas. And there's enough to build Taj Mahals in that city. And, and the, everybody can win on and this. And they have. Every, yeah, everybody can win on this. It's just, it's just funny how the hypocrisy of gambling, it's okay. I, and, and, again, I don't want to browbeat anybody, and, and churches have fundraisers. You can't tell me that those folks that go to play church bingo are doing it to donate to that church. <laughs> because if, if that's the case, then when you're, you you're hit, not doing when, a donation when you buy $20 worth of pull tabs? No, when you yell bingo, then give the money to the church then. It doesn't happen. It, it doesn't. And, and it's just always curious to me. The, the payoffs to players, quite frankly, guys in the sports world and, and doing what we do here – it's crazy how more players, referees, or coaches haven't been caught fixing games. That's the craziest thing about the NBA jumping on board with this. Because if any mm. league or association, I'd be questioning probably the NBA just because of what's happened in the past with the officials and guys going to federal prison over shaving some points and We're fixing We're fooling games. ourselves if we, if we don't think that games have never been fixed. No, For One thing that we know they have. We're fooling ourselves if we don't think it's going on, let's just say, in the past 15-year window. Someone has done it. Oh, absolutely. Because if jurors can get paid off, lawyers can get paid off, politicians can get paid off, judges can get paid off, you can't tell me some knucklehead throwing a football down the field can't get paid off. I've, I've gotten into this argument with, with the legalization of, of sports gambling, especially into uh, – like college sports when you're when you're talking about amateur sports yeah and and that's where I th- it would be easier I guess when when we're talking about people fixing games right in point shavings we're, we're talking about organized crime right we're talking about some we're not talking about somebody walks up to a, a kid on the Marquette basketball team and says hey man you want to make 10 grand no but it, it could be but, that small but it, it could be that small to, to that to that way though, what you're also finding is when it's when you give it a, a licensing rep and you you allow the government to have an, an oversight of it and it's not on the on the dark market i feel like it it somewhat eliminates the ability to to do that so freely and and for you to to set in the amount of money that's being pushed in on some random Tuesday night Arizona State and Colorado State game yep. where where you're seeing money be hedged in late and and it draws eyes and immediately once this once the NBA has this set up with with MGM and they're able to 
to track more and more of where this money is being gambled and, and where uh, the money is and, and where the action is going. I feel like there's just so many eyes that are going to be on it, so many more, that it will be more difficult for, for fixing games to actually happen. I think I've read somewhere where even the Vegas casinos, the sports book, have reciprocation that if they do see something like that come in, a late bet mm-hmm. on an obscure game, right. uh, they will communicate with each other to say, hey, man, what did you get on this? Is someone just bouncing around, laying yeah. some cash down? We'll keep our eyes open. Uh, 799-1250 if you want to join the conversation. We see you there on hold. We'll get to you guys next. Bart, you're going to stick around, right, till 6, or you got things going on? No, I don't prepare for my show on a normal day, so why start now? <laughs> we'll be back. Tim and Tausch, fan overnights. There's nothing wrong with your radio. It's Tim and Taos in the morning fan overnights. This is down the home stretch here for us. This has been a lot of fun. We've I've been had, on I've the air. So much fun. What? 11.30? Yeah, just about. Last night? Stretch through it. Uh, Did and you guys hit a wall at all at any point? Nah, not really, no. No, not too bad. Not too bad. We had some turbulence right around uh, the beginning of the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah. But other than that, it's it's been pretty what smooth happened sailing. What Just... It just fading a little bit. It, no, it just running like, out of things to say. What got to one no. of those points where it was just like nineteen thousand voices, just like because I, I, when vo- I came in, because I got voices inside right around my head. when you came in. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> indeed. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Hey, it might rain today. Is that right? That forecast said rain. Yeah, there's going to be some PM uh, showers that you're going to be watching out for. <laughs> a chance of thunderstorms right around forty percent. If you're hanging out, there's a low pressure system moving in through mm. Iowa. Uh, up into Milwaukee, which is going to bring some some southeasternly winds, continue to warm us up. Get but it's also here. going to give us some. That That's how I got my career started right well, there. Well, hold on. It's going to be about 86 degrees. And with the winds coming in from the southwest, that stirs the pot. And it's going to cause some PM showers. Look out. Uh, high of 66 tonight. Okay. Maybe you should do that. Do that. Very good. Um, be a weather guy. On TV. What what are you saying, Bart? Saying the sports thing's not really working out. No, I, Billy, 20 minutes ago, said he wants a job. That's true. You did. I did say that. I did say that. There's yep. not a lot of weathermen th- on TV that I would like look this like job, though. I, I like this job. Oh. It's crazy that I... I I kind of want to do a radio show. Do you know how you get into that? Yeah, Weather guys are on the radio all the time. It's amazing. It's amazing how that works. All right, so you can gamble on yourself. Jonathan <laughs> yeah. VR did. Yeah. And he and lost. It, and it, Yeah, it... Did not work out. So if you want to uh, join our conversation, get back into Brewers Talk. Uh, are you at State Fair, Bart? No, we're not. Okay, uh, but you're going. Be, and uh, the, no, I'm not going at all. You don't go to State Fair. I don't. No, no, not for the station. Just go to State. Just Fair. Just go to hang out, walk around, get some cream puffs, some baked potatoes. No, I won't go. Now I know they're a big supporter of the station, so I don't want to elaborate. Oh, it's just there's a, not a lot of stuff there for a guy like me. What, like food, beer, music? I mean, I can get all that at my house. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. All right. So it's fan overnights, 414-799-1250. Bart Wengler's Buzz joining us Bart here. Tim and Tausch right wow. here on the fan. Okay. Uh, Tim, but whenever Matt. I go, oh, yeah, let's get to Matt. Yeah, let's Matt's get been hanging on here. Yeah, Matt, what's going Minneapolis. on? Good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Hey, I got like two minutes. So, Bart, why would you give the Brewers a failing grade after the deadline? Were you listening to the big show yesterday or no? Yeah, was Rami just trying to stir the pot or what? No, these idiots on the big show don't understand when I tweet. <laughs> I, I tweeted Jonathan VR. I, treated, I tweeted uh, Brewers trades before the deadline A, Brewers trades on trade deadline day F, Godspeed Johnny. So I think in that oh. tweet you can get the context like, oh, Bart's mad about Jonathan VR, whatever. This is the same show that begged me to call one day when I tweeted, Jeff Janis would be better as a cornerback IMO, in my opinion. <laughs> and they went out, they went off for like 20 minutes, and I'm getting calls and tweets from people saying, Bart, you're so stupid. I, I spend four hours a day really trying to put myself out there and be the best version of myself that I can be, and then the big show tarnishes that with every tweet that I put out there. I, I'm not I am not overall thrilled with the trade. I think there's more questions than answers, but Scope's a good player. The Brewers are gonna have to figure it out. I am mad that Jonathan VR got traded, but no, yeah, it's not it's not an F, despite the big show, you know, for how much they laugh, you think they'd have more of an understanding of how humor works. Why do you like VR so much though? I think I felt a connection to him in twenty sixteen when he kept getting ragged on. I thought that VR got a bad shake. Oh, that's when you were getting ragged on, right? When well, you first I thought that VR, this? in 2016, people were demanding so much from him, and if he would get out at the base paths, it'd be the worst thing. The team won like 70 games. They sucked. So VR, I always thought, was just trying to test his limits, see what he could do on the bases. He was good offensively, and I always thought I always looked at him as the first guy to truly signify that the rebuild is happening. I always referred to him as patient zero. Aww. He was the first guy. 2017, he struggled. 2018, I thought you saw some really good Jonathan VR, but they seemed to bury him every time he got an opportunity, mm -hmm. and they plugged in Saladino and Miller and Nate Orff and whoever they could at shortstop when VR, if you talk to him, and I know you two have, shortstop meant everything to him. The Brewers took that away from him, and I think that played with him a little bit. So I just yeah. don't think they ever gave him a fair chance, and I don't, especially this year, and I don't understand why. I don't know. Defensively, so I think that's made, why I give it an F. <laughs> he, he made way too many errors defensively, and I think, yeah, like you said, base running, he had problems running the bases. A no, he had too. his we need problems. To find our adventures with VR. No, he, I got it. He right. definitely had his problems. I mean, I I know that. I I feel like. If there was an error that, like, let's say Aguilar makes an error or somebody makes an error and was like, okay, they never think of it again. But there was a play this year where a, a ball got thrown in to second base and VR couldn't catch the ball and didn't make the tag. I don't know when that was, but do you guys recall uh, Yeah, that? and Council said yeah. he, he's got to make that catch. He's got to catch But everybody that just swarmed on him. Sometimes with the Brewers and with our sports teams, the mob unconsciously picks a guy and gives them no leeway when they'll let these other guys do whatever they want. Sogard North. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like VR was one of the guys that we just, like Chris Davis was one of those guys, where you 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 think of all the bad things he does, you don't ever talk to him about the good stuff. It's always the bad stuff, and when there is a bad thing that he does, it's magnified. So, I, I mean, I, I see all the problems with VR that everyone else does, 
It just it didn't make me go crazy yeah. and mob like when he did it because I understand that there was good stuff and there was production from him. And when he got hot, he started to get buried this year. Right. All right. One more quick thing. Uh, you guys should pick "That's All I Need" from the Dirty Heads for your song. Uh, just skip forty-seven seconds in. You should be good. All right. That's, that's go. all I need. Thanks, all right, man. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, that dirty big show, heads. man. They got, they are so bad for me. <laughs> and I started there. Yeah, you did. They, I, remember honestly, your, I remember your first day. I they thought there's no way this what? guy isn't a game show host. They picking on you or what? No, I just I can't tweet between two and six because one of the guys will see it, read the tweet, and sometimes I tweet with uh, sarcasm, and it just doesn't get through. And so I'm on the golf course yesterday in a golf outing, sucking for because I suck, but also because I'm so like now. I, by whole 10, I was lost on Twitter defending myself for something I didn't even say. Well, that's good to, that you're getting all that action, and, and we can all get along, and we are great colleagues, and we like each other. Let's, uh, of course, don't we? Right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, I love the guys. Let's, let's get to uh, our, our final spin, if you will, of Adventures with VR. Not a lot of people have heard that we played it like once in the last year. Is that right? Yeah, it's been a long time since we used this. Yeah, we bid a uh, farewell to our buddy, Jonathan VR. It's time, once again, for another episode of Adventures, Adventures with, with VR. VR. Starring Jonathan VR. Feels like a stop sign would be on at a spot like this. With special guest this week, Carlos Gomez. Badass. Base running instruction by third base coach Ed Cedar. We just ran into a little bit of a rut. Last we checked with our little shortstop buddy, he was on his way to third base. Another base running mistake. I mean, they're piling up. Uh, for the Brewers, and in particular, Jonathan B. Or, I mean, you don't go to third base and a ball hit in front of you. Yeah, he was traded away. Didn't you guys bring this up with counsel once? I don't know. You brought it up with somebody. You said, we do this thing, Adventures with VR, and I'm pretty sure it no, was No, we counsel. told him. You told VR? Yeah, when we were in spring he's training. He's such a good dude. I feel such like you told dude. counsel, because I thought I heard counsel go, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I bounced it off council. Did no, I? I'm pretty sure it was VR when when we talked to him. We had one of the best, really, really a good interview when you talked to Johnny V. Yeah, uh, I, I like. He, he I'd definitely opens a up, and and I'm a guy that really. Uh, you want to talk about a dude that's about ball? He's about ball. He's just a baseball guy. Yep. Yeah, he is, and a super nice guy. Super, super nice. It's uh, it's too bad, but. We act like he's dead. He's not dead. And right. He's traded. And, and once again, you know, being nice doesn't mean that you have a leash that doesn't run out. If if you're not being productive and, and getting the job done, it doesn't matter how nice you are. You're going to be replaced. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Before we get to uh, just a final push here on Brewers baseball, and that is, do they legitimately have a chance to get into the World Series? Have you seen enough now? Because I'm I'm still waiting, Bart. I'm still waiting for the collective community to jump aboard, and that's okay. I know they'll get aboard. It's just they're missing out on some fun. Whatever. Are, are they fine. legitimate enough to go to the World Series right now? 
And uh, but you, Bart, something very near and dear to you is our golf outing, right? Yeah, coming up in uh, well less than two weeks now. Yeah, and and we still have openings. Yeah, we'll squeeze you in Tuesday, August fourteenth. It's at the River Club of Mequon. You can sign up at one hundred five seven FM thefan dot com. Get myperks dot com slash Milwaukee. Uh, it's going to be the four of you, so you guys sign up a foursome or one or two or three, and and we'll pair you. And then you actually golf in a fivesome because it's with somebody that you've seen on TV or heard on the radio or one of us guys at the fan or a former athlete or coach. So we'll pair you up with a celebrity breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You get all that throughout the day. It's really a good time. There's raffles and games and you get a fan polo. Can't not say really? that. Really? Oh okay. yeah. You get all that swag and stuff. Oh. Now you guys are golfing. We are golfing. We are. We, we did get yes. the okay. And, and so then if my, they have you, it'll be a six. So my question here is, um, do we get, Breakfast, lunch, and, sure. and dinner too. Oh, we yeah. do too. Yeah, it goes with it. Nice. Yeah, it goes with it. And that's uh, what we're, I'm talking about, we're, Billy. We're still looking for uh, two to golf with us. Well, no, we're looking for four. Are we looking for four? Yeah, you you guys oh, join five a foursome. Sums. We okay. join a foursome. Okay, and then gotcha. Those are you don't have to recruit. We'll just match you up. We're in it to win. No, it. no, no. We we want to we want to pick the best one. Oh, yeah. yeah we want to. We want we want to select. Our team. Oh, well, then just figure out the guys that Michaels usually cheats with to win and pick those four. <laughs> oh, okay. no. We're, cool. we're in it to win it here. Yeah, we're not we're not messing around. We Have are. you seen this guy on the golf course? Yeah, Tim's got a good stroke. It's similar. It's a mix between, I call it like a Ben Hogan swing and a little bit of an Arnold Palmer because he, he makes sure that he Old. keeps his arms down and then doesn't fully extend up. Well, I've been working on my game. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was I had a tee time this morning, but not knowing I would do this overnight thing. Uh, 6.39 this morning was my tee time. I well, had we to can cancel still make that. it over there. Had to cancel that. No, I've adjusted the game. You can see the game. It's the best ball tournament. It's it's It goes for charity. How many years have we been doing this? 12? This will be year 12, yeah. 12. Wow, that's To that's benefit cool. the Give Kids the World Village, and we send kids down to the Disney area and give them opportunities that they would never have kids that you know had a hard time getting those opportunities yeah normally i would do the big show that day uh brewers have a day game that day it's uh, against the cubs uh but it looks like they're going to give us the time to get out on the course yeah we're going to get a chance to be out there and having some fun it'll it'll be a fun time all right final push to the uh, top of the hour chuck and winkler are in 799-1250 110 games in the brewers 63 and 47 do they legitimately have a chance to go to the World Series? It's Tim and Tosh here on The Fan. Five thirty-five. good morning. Uh, August 10th, something coming to uh, The Fan here. Really excited for that. Can't wait mornings here on the fan chuck and uh bart bart's with us in studio right now they're coming up at the uh, top of the hour brewers baseball they win last night one zip it's their third one zip victory of the season they run their mark after 110 games to 63 and 47 uh the most wins in the national league through over a third of the season now now we're hitting august 1st here we're hitting dog days of summer is it a legitimate conclusion that they can end up in the World Series? And keep in mind, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, 
Yep. They're battling. Colorado Rockies are battling via trade and play on the field. Pittsburgh Pirates are battling. Phillies, Braves. I didn't even mention the Cubs and Dodgers. Is it legitimate or is it uh, just a situation where we just sit back and say, this is going to be one hell of a ride the final 60 days of the uh, calendar here? When when you're breaking it down and, and looking through uh, the full 25-man roster and and you look up and down each team's lineup, the Brewers are going to stack up just about as – stack up with every single team that they're going to face here in, in the final 52 games of the 2018 season. They're, I don't know. The Dodgers look good, man. Right, but right now they're 3-2 and two against them in a, in a seven-game season series. And we've been reminding people of that. You don't need to beat these guys 40 times a year. It's right. a seven-game series in the World Series or the NLCS or the NLDS. And as Brewer fans very much know, like in 2011, all you got to do is get hot. And and the team that's able to get hot and, and is built for the playoffs is is going to be the one that will have an upper hand. It doesn't necessarily matter about experience at that point. You can throw the records out once you get into that seven-game series or the five-game series if you're talking about the divisional round. Yeah, I don't hear very much talk of the Cubs lining up their rotation for the playoffs anymore. I don't hear that kind of talk. I don't read about that from the locals in Chicago anymore. I read about that and heard about that two and a half months ago. Mm -hmm. Foregone conclusion. They're just going to run away with the division. We're going to line up who's going to pitch game one and then who pitches on the road. Not so much anymore with the Cubs. They're going to worry about their own house getting in, then worry about the postseason lineups. Right. They're, they're worried about making sure that they're dialed in and that they're into the dance before they start worrying about how they're going to, to dress and how they're going to look and who's going to be involved. But also, what, what you know now is the Cubs also have some question marks about their roster and the people that they've had in there for they the do. last you know four and a half months. They do. Is it legit? Yeah, it is. And will they tail? I don't. I don't believe so. I mean, that was a different dynamic. The schedule makers. I'll. I'll tell you something. The Brewers should have filed a grievance against the league when it took a look at that schedule leading into the All Star All Star break and coming out of the All Star break. Just simply because it was the All Star break, this team had to play. 36 straight days. Think about that. Mm -hmm. 36, 20 to lead into the break. And that's a league rule. You can't play more than 20 straight days. So uh, why not? We'll just, and then they threw a makeup game in there. So that's 21 games in the 20 days, but the days are what I'm referring to. And then out of the break, 15 straight. Simply because the all-star break was in the middle. I don't think any other team had that stretch. And I'm not making excuses for that 20-game stretch, but they were beat up. Take a look at those games. For sure. Bart, you followed those games. Those guys, those guys, the body language was not good, it, not only in Miami, but in Pittsburgh. No, they were all looking towards the break, which I just, I still don't understand at the professional level how you can do that. And I equated to my round of golf yesterday, 18 holes, Okay. By hole 12, I was tired, and I was looking towards the end. I can do that. I'm not a professional. I'm just some guy at some outing. These guys are professional players. They should be able to They should be able to manage that better. And I know they got tired, but to all collectively get tired 
in a sport where everyone's getting tired. The break's the same for everybody, actually shorter for the Cubs and Cardinals. I just I, I didn't like that that was an excuse, and I didn't like that even if they were saying it was an excuse, it was visible that that's why it was happening. Council didn't want to make an excuse, an, an, an excuse this year, but, Tim, he did mention it last year when they get knocked out, guys, uh, by the Cardinals in that final day. Remember, that was the, the line that he, he finished with, and, and you could hear kind of the pain in his voice as they realized that the season had, you know, been finished right there in, in the second-to-last game of the season. He said, we're counting on guys who, you know, look, they're tired. They're yep. tired. Yep. So y- y- if you're getting tired at that point in time, to, to Bart's point, you have, you're going to have some issues. You bring in the reinforcements that you did the last couple of days, and I yeah. think that it makes it a lot harder to get tired, especially the way the schedule f- lays out for you in September. Maybe that's why they're trying to build just the most deep lineup that they can as far as guys at the plate, and there there's going to be a lot of adventures with, I think, in the infield. Are you good enough to win the World Series? They've got a chance. I mean, they've got a chance. They're right in there for the NL Central in the they wild card. They don't have to beat all three of those American League teams. They don't have to beat Boston, New York, but and Houston. Just I, one of them. I still think the team is not going to win a title until they have a frontline ace. And I know that over the last few years, those opportunities maybe haven't been there. Last year at the trade deadline, Sonny Gray and Quintana, who – I think the Yankees are – Kevin Holden did a real good thing about how the Yankees are changing the way Sonny Gray pitches, and that leads to some of his struggles. But the Brewers lucked out there because they would have had to give up Brinson. Instead, they flipped Brinson for Yelich. So that works out. This year in the offseason, there just wasn't a guy that David Stearns wanted to pay. That's fine. This trade deadline, there wasn't a guy on the market worthy of giving one of your top four guys to. Archer. That's fine. No, I I don't think you would have given up one of your top guys for Archer. Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh gave up. Someone did. Their, I don't know what they're doing. Two top guys, but for for the Brewers, and I think maybe David Stearns is that is a legitimate concern about him. Is he too invested in his own top guys? But I really think Kesson here is going to be worth every penny. And then Corbin Burns, they seem to love and should be very good too. I still think you need an ace. Where you find that ace, you might have to get creative. There wasn't one available. I'm talking like a Jake DeGrom type ace. Maybe the Brewers think they have that in Corbin Burns. But if they're going to win a World Series here with this run, they're go- I just, I, I'm just I'm very sure that they're going to need an ace at some point. You're going to need a 7-8 inning guy. Yeah, we can have the nicest bullpen in the league, but if these guys are inconsistent, and then people will say when I talk about this on the show today or maybe right now, well, Wade Miley last night. Okay, well, you also said, well, Freddie Peralta, and then he goes out and struggles. They're, they're, an, they're an inconsistent bunch. They're going to give you really good outings, but they're also going to labor through four the next start. So I still think you need a lockdown guy. I don't know if those teams that have that lockdown guy have quite the bullpen the Brewers do and the depth of, of that bullpen. And that's why you can argue that the Brewers are built more for playoff baseball. But you need all you need hitting, you need bullpen, you need starters. And so the Brewers, I think right now, are they're looking at it like, all right, let's just make two of those three really, really good, and then we'll see what we get out of our starters. And that's a nice way to get into the playoffs and maybe maybe to the NLCS. I don't think it's a nice way to win the World Series. I, I just really think you need a starter. You guys do uh, ask uh, Chuck and Bart anything. We had asked Tim and Taos anything We're doing it today. today. 845. Okay. 
Uh, We had that throughout our fan overnight show Mm -hmm. today. Uh, We also had the big show. They do Great Lakes Dragway Pick a Lane. That's what we're in the midst of, 414-799-1250. We do that also. And up next is uh, Buy or Sell. (laughs) And our good friend, um, the executive producer of that program, will stop by and ask some questions. Uh, Not just the program, the network. Oh, that's that's right. Yes, the full network. The, the full network. Yes, we'll do that. It's Tim and Taos leading up to Chuck and Winkler here on The Fan. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. But does it pass the big unit test? Let's play buy or sell. Brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College Athletics, offering athletic scholarships in nine junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Bill Michaels Show. Well, it sort of is. Uh, for the next couple of minutes, it might be. <laughs> might sound like it. Uh, we have uh, talked about the Great Lakes Dragway pick a lane that the big show does. We love our coworkers. Uh, Chuck and Bart, they do ask Chuck yes, and Bart we do. anything. 8.45 today. And, and now it's uh, time for Buy or Sell on the Bill Michaels Show and Joe Zenzola. Buy or Sell. Tim, as you continue to look at this <laughs> Brewers team and the way that the rebuild that David Stearns, general manager of your Milwaukee Brewers, has put together... I had originally said the rebuild was going to take about six to eight years. And look, I said that, look, I, I said that because I wanted people to make sure that they were going to be patient. And and look, when I said that, I did not understand that, that David Stearns would make moves that he made for Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain and Joaquin Soria and more. So... Buy or sell. The Milwaukee Brewers now are no longer rebuilding. I'll buy that, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. I'll buy that. That was good. I like that. Speaking of Joe, let's go to Joe in Cedarburg. Shall we do that? Yeah, let's do that. What's up, Joe? Hey, Joe. What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Just a couple of things. Um, I know you guys were talking about the starting pitching and whatnot. Um. I think the Brewers, you know, with the bull, when you guys are talking about the bullpen and whatnot, I, it seems like Council's philosophy is he wants the starters to get about five, six innings to get to the bullpen. I know Freddie Peralta pitched four innings the other night. Um, he had six strikeouts, I think. But, got, I mean, Council went to the bullpen. And, I mean, um, I don't know. It just seems the, the get the five innings, the six innings, that's what he's looking for. Um, the other thing I want to add is, with that Jonathan Scope, that guy, he, he's going to be a stud. You know, um, Stearns just didn't go out to just get him and play half the time. He's going to play, you know. Um, Where is he going to play, do you think? Uh, second or, or shortstop? Because Travis um, Shaw is now the second baseman. I, I think he's going to play shortstop, to be honest. I mean, if, if, you, I agree. if you saw, like, some of the um, stuff, you know, on Twitter and whatnot, what uh, um, Stearns was saying and whatnot, he wasn't in council. He wasn't, they weren't giving direct answers. But he, he's going to play shortstop. He might play a little second base, but I, I, I truly think he's going to be a shortstop. Um, I, I saw his uh, 
goodbye thing or whatnot to the media yesterday, Scope, he's excited to come to Milwaukee, if, if you listen to it. He's excited to come and play for a contender. You know, mm-hmm. he was talking about how young the Brewers are and whatnot, but he's excited to play with them. Yeah, all right, Joe, thanks. I agree with you. That I think he's in there at shortstop. Uh, just because, look at the lineup then. T- take last night's lineup, lift yep. Arcia out, put Scope in, you bump Thames down to buckle in, he's seventh. Because, and you're making Scope your, your six-hitter. Because then you're going left, right, left, right, all the way down. And you can continue. All the way down. And you, you can move it around depending on who you have at the top. If you're going to go with Yelich at the top, then then it filters down from there. Or two nights ago, they decided to go Yelich and Moustakis at the top of the order and, and stack it with lefties. There's so many bats now, guys, that on, on each side of the batter's box – that you get rid of Jonathan VR, who is a switch hitter, and it really doesn't feel like you're missing a beat because you have enough coverage on the bench and in your starting eight, depending on whatever side of the play you want and whoever you're going to stack. In against. last night's lineup, he, he shows enough thump in, in his history, recent history, that he could be a five or six hitter. And, and if that's the case, no. then, then he would be the sixth spot last night. He would and, have been the sixth spot. And he's to, he's heating up big time. The guy was the uh, reigning AL player of the week, so the Brewers have, you know, Yelich and Jonathan Scoop, or Shoop now. Scoop, wow, goodness gracious. It's it's 552. Go. Scope. I missed it both ways. Ryan, <laughs> we, we have also the professor in here, Mandela. Maybe he could clear this up. It's it's Scope, guys, scope. right? It's like Scope. Yes. Like, like yes, the mouthwash? Like the mouthwash. Okay, yes, yeah. Yes, absolutely. No. That's what we thought. So you guys think they'll go on a consistent basis. Aguilar at first, Shaw at second, Scope at short, and Mustakas at third? And just say, All right, Arcia, thanks, but you're I don't know if it's that if it's gonna a be defensive that simple, replacement though. or are you gonna use Scope more at second and suddenly Travis Shaw, who was your everyday third baseman, is gonna be a platoon player at second base, which he has been sitting more lately against lefties. Against lefties. I, I noticed that, and his numbers aren't that good against lefties. No, and they're they're sitting him, though, now. In the past, he was in there every day. Before these trades went down, even before Moustakis came, they started to sit him a little bit more against lefties. Well, we're going to find out because uh, there really is, to answer your question, it won't be consistent. Mm-mm. It's never going to be consistent under guys like Council, guys like Joe Madden. It's just not going to you saw you saw what Bruce Bochy did out in San Francisco for four games. He might be the pioneer of that. It's just constantly movement in the in the lineup. So I doubt it. But just for example, last night's lineup, Thames would have been the seven hitter, Scope would have been the six hitter, catcher's eighth, pitcher's ninth. And you went left, right, left, right, all the way down. It, it, it was amazing. So if you look at it that way, they're trying to squeeze every ounce of offense. It's clear David Stern saw a liability with this Brewers offense. It's clear mm-hmm. to see that. He saw it in January he, when he, he made the two moves. Right in the offseason. He saw it in the offseason. He made the two moves there. What did it do for Domingo Santana? Well, he's still trying to recover from it. I mean, I don't think he's as bad as what he was showing this year, either in the big leagues or in the minor leagues. But it was a little bit of an indictment on Domingo Santana, Keon Broxton, and Brett Phillips. Those were the major league ready, ready-made guys. Did you imagine going into this year with that offense and then Braun off the bench? Mm. 
the, that outfield, and, I should say. And I still think it's laughable that we are still talking about to this day that people still feel that there's a need for starting pitching. And I just said that for like 10 minutes. And last Yeah, I know. We they need starting pitching. So, yeah. so ninth in ninth the uh, in baseball major isn't isn't good in, enough. A in, lot of that uh, I got to find the stats. A lot of that is defensive adjustments. Okay? What? A lot of that is from the defense. The team is good on starting pitching because the defense behind them has been picking them up. Well, that's they are not as good contact. as their ERA suggests. 385. What about their record? 63 and 47. Uh-oh. They are playing above their talent. Mm. Mm, sounds hey, like sorry. Sounds, sounds sorry like I'm the only one on the station that's not a fanboy anymore. Jeez. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, All right well, we have to go. It was fan overnights, and um, now it's... guy that hates the Brewers is right over there. So you want to stay for ten minutes? So minutes? sure. You want to do ten more minutes? <laughs> yeah, why not? So there's sure. so there's Cubs fans, uh, there's Cub betters, there's Cardinal fans. We found out in the media uh, as well. So <laughs> we like a the lot. Cardinals. A lot was discovered well. during fan overnights, and we're so glad that you joined us because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to uh, Griffin Eidelman, he actually slept half the show, but uh, that's and okay. He's also getting ready he's, to go to work. He's now. the he's... youngest one in the group, and he slept. Uh, Anthony Mandela <laughs> came in, uh, rolled in from a little soiree he was at. Just randomly jumped in. Ryan so Horvat, uh, he he Thanks, hung tough. Man. Hung tough. Now he's got to go home and uh, play with the. Make sure his son's not, you know, relieving himself on the kitchen floor. Jesus <laughs> Lord, that's right. Bart, have a good show. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. And uh, that's it for Tim and Taos overnights here on the Fan. I hope you enjoyed it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.